Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Babe. 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 I'm Laura. And I'm Ryan. And this is... Babe. Babe. Why do you like holding it? Because I like to be in control. <laughs> Jesus. Well, and I like, I just out. like a hold. All right. It, like, it makes me feel special. Like I have something to say. So we're back in the studio again. We're week back two. In the <laughs> week two at the table. Yeah. We're Instead at of the, the couch. We're just kind of come to peace with it. Yeah. We have another guest. Now, just so you know, we're not doing weekly guests. We're just not. No. No. That's a lot for us to handle. And this just happened it's to be It's actually not a lot for us to handle. It's actually it's easier. Not, I mean, it's it's not. actually way easier. It's actually, yeah. It, it's it, incredibly it's easy. Mm-hmm. I'd actually be thrilled to have weekly guests. Yeah. But we're not going to. Because actually, we just don't want to. Yeah. yeah. Well, I feel like... It has I to feel be like right. I have a lot to say always. And, sometime, and sometimes it's like it needs to be the two of us. But not today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm just, I say that like in front of the guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really making them feel warm and cozy. I know. Um, no, I think that we. I just want a really curated guest list because I don't want to bring anyone that is like. We don't not want any dollars. No dollars. No dollars. I want. I want to feel like rest assured that like we're in good hands. Yeah. And we're giving the and readers what they want. We are. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, so I'm really tired right now. This is actually disgusting, but. Um, I'm drinking like this old coffee that Jonathan left. This like half drank coffee. It's disgusting. It's like melted ice. He and I'm, found like, it in the kitchen. I found it in the kitchen next to like a stack of dishes. Is it a day old? No, it, we got it this morning. Okay. It's a Cubano. Cute. It's like a four shot latte. Woo. I woke up this shot, morning. Shot, 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 shot. Over, but I didn't drink last night, so I'm unclear. Mm, I don't know. You I took a back. lot of Adderall and wrote yesterday. Oh, so that's your fucking that. hang. You think so? Stop. You're like, gee, I wonder what I put in my system. Is yeah. that what it is? Calm down, Cat Marnell. Jesus. <laughs> like, okay, how to murder your life, part two. I like, um, burn my hair off and start wearing yeah. a wig. I'm like, hey! You go to Europe for four years. <laughs> That's such a one percenter. Everyone's like, who, who are they even talking about? <laughs> like, um, <laughs> wait, okay, so I have actually a really fun thing to tell you that I think you'll be interested in. Or it gets to a fun thing. It starts with a not fun thing. So last week I said... <laughs> That my mom had sold her house Uh and the people that made an offer uh, reneged on the offer. And so it fell through. Yeah. They just like didn't get back to her about like the inspection or whatever. So then the offer fell through. So I would have have heard that monologue come out. Well, I heard it all this week. (laughs) And so now her house is back on the market. So this podcast is brought to you by my mom's house. And if you live in Oklahoma City, you should buy it. And it's Uh, a great house. You lived there, right? Yeah, I lived there. That's a a celebrity. And Cher's stepfather lived there before my parents lived there. Who's Cher? Gilbert LaPierre. Who? Google him. I don't understand. I don't know her. They were very close. He was like a father to her. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
she my mom said that her gardener had a stroke and never had talked about the share of it all to her before because he was the gardener for gilbert the guy that lived there Cher's mm. stepfather and then after his stroke he just came back to work really quickly and he told my mom a story that Cher swam naked in the swimming pool there well of course but so, i think so wait Cher's lived in your house or no, Cher's been to your house i don't know with tbd my mom was like he had a stroke so i don't know if that he was really saying the truth <laughs> It's like, what did you follow up? Like, what's the truth? <laughs> Close the loop, so mom. No one knows, but I think <laughs> so there's back. a picture of Gilbert holding an Oscar that belongs to Cher in our house, but I don't know where that is either because I Googled it and couldn't find it, but okay. I'm just saying that's cool. And it's Oklahoma, so it's like a mansion for $200,000. It's Oklahoma so you City, yeah. So it's like a bit, yeah. like, it's like what LA people would consider a big house. Yes. Oh, it's, then, it is probably huge. Yeah. Yeah. And... Uh, and also her realtor, her realtor, realtor, realtor I don't know. is Simon Shingleton, who was on the Real Housewives of OC and helped Vicky Gunvalson's daughter, Brianna. Really? Find her. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow, honey, you run with a fast crowd. I know. So Hollywood it's very, over it's here. very the Oscar goes too. <laughs> I know the whole situation is kind of a babe. But yeah. I'd buy the house babe. and turn it into a babe. OK, I love that. So yeah. I actually I was following our friend Jeremy, who's a real estate agent mm-hmm. on um, on Instagram. He was he was what? <laughs> Nothing. OK, whatever. So then he <laughs> so then he was like, loaded. Oh, stop it. I'm not I'm not firing the shot. So um, basically he was posting about a new home for like six hundred thousand. It was amazing. But it was in West Adams. Like West Adams is like coming up. Like yeah. it's like they're trying to make it happen. West Adams is the Oklahoma City of Los West Angeles. Adams is like seriously like right before the ten. It's like it's like it's like Pico. It's, it's cute past. over there. It's like Jefferson and no, no, it's really kind of not. No, but it is getting it's, cute because guess what? My old hairstylist, George, the man who invented ombre, <laughs> he bought a house in West Adams. No, people and are buying he houses in flipped West Adams. It for like one point no, no. eight million dollars. If I was smart which I'm definitely not. I mean, we don't even know how to make money on this podcast, let alone like make money decisions. <laughs> we so bleed money. All we know the- how to do is spend thousands of dollars on this podcast. Yeah. We don't know how. It just, it's a labor I, of we love. We don't even know. That's why it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> we, invest, we invest in it. Yeah, blood, sweat, and dollars. Um, but <laughs> so um, if I was really smart, I would actually buy a house in West Adams. I would. Because I could just... Why could, don't you? I don't know. Because it's just all the way in West Adams. I don't want to do that. I got to go to the gym. True. <laughs> My gym is on Beverly. That's like far. You'd have to get a home gym. No. Okay. But I mean, I if I were smart, buy I would buy property. It. Buy it and flip. flip it with what? Silly string? Like I mean, like what am I going to no. do? Get a wrench? Just like go break. in there. A hammer. Hire someone. <laughs> Yeah, hire Jeff Lewis. Yeah, yeah, and flip out, out hire, together. Hire Zoila to flip my house, the <laughs> maid. Um. So anyway. So anyway. And then he was telling us that Fro- telling me that Frogtown is also Frogtown like, is chic. Yeah, chic. I would actually much rather. I have live a in friend Frogtown. that just moved to Frogtown. Has an insane apartment there. It really? like rivals like our little it? duo apartment for like. Did he buy it? It wasn't a sh- he. Why do you just she. assume it's a man? Why do you assume it's a man that bought women property? Can't own it's property. a woman who rents. Women can't own property. We know that, Laura. <laughs> Not in this world. I wish we lived in a different world, but we don't. I'm calling bullshit. <laughs> if I could change things, I would. But um, we can't. <laughs> 
So welcome to real estate with <laughs> Lauren. Real Ryan. estate. <laughs> um, I think this we should just bring in the guest. Oh, okay, so the our guest today, I'm super excited to have because I feel Same. like she's been kind of amused to the podcast. She's been amused. We've Carly, mentioned we've, her. Oh, we've. we've oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you can't even I hold I it in anymore. So weird about how to present guests. I guess I, oh, want, I want to excite them, at but it. you know that they know because we literally say this episode of Babe Futuring. And we'll say her name, so yeah. people know. So people that, already that, know. I know. So it's weird. Why am I even? I'm bad it at in? introing guests too. I always like flow, especially on sex unique podcasts. I just say the same thing every time. Yeah, it's so weird. So Carly, I think though, is like a spiritual muse to like the show because we've mentioned you a couple times. We're both obsessed we, well, with your book. We're obsessed, yes, with, and obsessed and it, with you, and it inspired both of us in different yeah. ways, mm-hmm. which I mean? we can get into. Oh well, man, I'm so excited! I mean, the best reviews I've gotten from my book, which were, were, were like only four, but <laughs> <laughs> they're always just like, I read your book and then I did, made a really bad sexual decision. Basically, it's like the reviews, and I'm like, right. that makes me feel like it was worth spending two years of my life. Yeah, on. Totally. Oh, totally. Two years, one bad mistake <laughs> by a stranger. If you can change I one person's it. life, yeah. worth it. But, no. but I would say that I had a good, I've had good experiences, mm-hmm. I, I, and I gave it to my friend Kaylin, who is also obsessed with the book and obsessed with her column and stuff, and she is like devouring it and loves it. Yeah. So I think that you're, and I, I think also, she needs that. I think not like to be lame, but like you're like the, a real life Carrie Bradshaw. Like you are. Well, she's not she, lame. She has, I love that. Yeah, okay. of course. She owns well, it. Some people get like weird about Carrie Bradshaw. She owns that. She can't own property, but she owns that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, because one of the true inspirations for my writing is the, which is the inspiration for Sex and the City, the Candace Bushnell yeah. Sex and the City column, like the OG column from yeah. the mid 90s, is the darkest thing if that, you read it it's so dark the book is dark the book is really dark i read it Wait, looking for she, lols and like <laughs> happiness and yeah. then i got so darked out i was crying like the book sex and city because it's reprinted obviously with carrie bradshaw on the cover like with her computer like right. looking flirty sexy and the book is all wait what is the because laura said the same thing what do you mean it's dark i don't understand because okay so sex and the city the tv show is based off of candace bushnell's column in the observer in the mid 90s and okay. it was about just like being single, alone, desperate, suicidal, and wasted, basically, yeah. in New York. Serious? And yeah. just, like, it's all about people fucking people for houses in the Hamptons. And, oh, my God. like, being 40 and can't you can't get married. And it's really darkly funny. Yeah. Like, the, the show, obviously, like, was, like, Lightens romantic and lighter yeah, yeah. and yeah. funny. But the book is, like, is really dark. There's re- one part where, like, Carrie is, like, scream like, She's like really upset about Big and she's like in a depressive spiral. Like, like she's like screaming in an alley or something. It was like only eats hot dogs on yeah. the street. What? Yeah. Like, it's like, it's not. Oh my God. It's not the fun, flirty, fabulous in the thing city. we all thought yeah. it was. Okay. And it's also a lot more alcoholic. Like in the show, they like love a Manhattan or whatever it is, Cosmo. But the, yeah, but in the book, they're actually like truly... There's addiction. In the book, it's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very Cat Marnell, actually. It is. It's sort really? of Cat Marnell, yeah. It is. Wow. Okay, but I, I might read it. It's good. Like it's definitely. Can you find her old columns? They're all online. They're yeah. All online? Oh, okay. cool. They're archived in the Observer. Well, yours is definitely not depressing. Yours no. is empowering. I think. Thank you. Hashtag empowering. That's yeah. Right. It is. And it's so funny. Oh my god! Thank you. It makes because you sent me your your book proposal when you first went out with it, and I was reading the squat the squatting pages and was truly dead. <laughs> I was upstairs in my bedroom, just like crying, like you sleeping on a stairwell. <laughs> I know it was the the platform of a stairwell, so it was right. like so. I the, lived 
like right. go down some stairs and then yeah. there's like a little area and that yes. was your and then you yeah. go down more stairs right so i lived in a squat in london for years i mean this was the first one i lived in but it was how a, many years did you live there so you've always had a platform yeah <laughs> it was my first platform my it first was your true first platform? platform yeah <laughs> Six years is a long time. <laughs> yeah, I didn't live on the stereo for six years. That was like six months. Yeah. But it was it was pretty uh Wait, do we, do we say do we really introduce her properly? Like with like No, your, say her yeah, whole I name. You like, <laughs> like Garley anyway. You didn't even say what? you are bad actually. I know. You guys need, well, to, get, need to give it our context. I know, I'm yeah. sorry. Context. Okay, so Okay, so, so let's back up. Okay, back beep, it up. Okay, beep, you go first. You back beep. okay, okay. Okay. You intro. Me? Yeah, you intro. Okay, our guest today is <laughs> an amazing writer. She is a real-life Carrie Bradshaw. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Carly Scortino. Thank you. And then I'm Car- so happy to be here. <laughs> Carly has uh, an amazing show on Viceland called Slut Ever. Yes. She has a book called Slut Ever, which came out. I love that they happened at the same time. Was that like planned? Was that, no, like, it was an accident. It was really great for press. <laughs> it's a cosmic, <laughs> it's a cosmic uh, accident. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, I, I love, love that. that. <laughs> um so it's amazing though your show is incredible i watch it every week and then i like text you insane follow-up questions and you have I a column like for vogue called breathless yeah, yeah. so it's all kind of it's all happening and you're in la for a few months yeah you're you're here doing a show yeah i mean, I mean can you no no, no. is that i think even... i can talk well i'm writing on a show you're they haven't announced a show yeah, but yeah. i'm writing on a show so yeah, it's like just we'll like everyone yeah. you know what yeah. i mean we'll keep it vague. we're all writing on a show <laughs> right well not everyone some are trying to. Say a I'm lot not. of my uber drivers, <laughs> a lot of my uber drivers are not writing on shows but want to be writing on shows yeah. that's the reason i want to get a car is so that i just you don't have to hear like the uber pitch no more oh forget it they're like you're a writer i have stories <laughs> they're like I, I have stuff I just can't write it I can't write them down but I, I have stories and you're like great that's not helpful. you know what I'm really into are female Uber drivers because yeah. I feel like they don't feel such a need to like talk like they can no like, they can wanna... let you just be silent because sometimes you get in an Uber or Lyft and you just want to be silent and not speak and it's nothing personal but like I feel like I've found that men are more prickly or give off a weirder energy about that yeah, yeah, well, because men love to talk, uh, especially, and I feel like they don't pick up on any signals. No, but the other thing is, like, if you can't drive, which I can't, and neither can, Brian, can you? Can you drive? No. I can, but my car is <laughs> broken down. Basically. So basically, no. It's like you spend so much of your life having conversations with strangers. So actually, then at the end of the day, like your emotional out- output is like over. Mm-hmm. You know right. what I mean? Like I, I had to intentionally not talk to my Uber driver on the way here because I was like, I'm gonna waste all my conversational energy. Are they creepy to you <laughs> or no? No, no, no. Okay, okay, okay. Good. <laughs> what? I don't need to like fully occupy the conversation talking about uber but anyway no because i mean no I, well we've well, had some experience laura's had injury. i had a, okay yeah, i was said ki- this before right did i say this on the I podcast i didn't say it, it on the podcast a- but i was kidnapped by a lyft driver yeah. in 2015 <gasps> I, heard, I think i heard about on the highway right yeah right. and he picked me up at three in the morning from oh a friend's house after i'd been like at a rave and like at an after party yeah. and he was at it was like back when Lyft kept trying to get you to ride shotgun with the drivers, right. which like set them apart. And it's like, no. oh yeah, it was all about like community. You're yeah, like, get away from it. So me. he, I go to like 
Uber was surging, so I get a lift and I go to get in the back seat, and he's like, "No, no, sit in the front, sit in the front." And I was like, Ugh, "This is so annoying," but like, fine, I'll sit in the front seat. Like, I don't want to be a bitch, and it's mm-hmm. my house is literally ten minutes away, and I get in the front seat and then just pass out. <laughs> night night. <laughs> good night, night, good night, good night. Like, number one, yeah. like, don't get in a stranger's car and yeah. become and unconscious then, immediately. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was like immediate. Like I put, I put my home address in the thing, and was like. And then so I wake up, I like come to like, like uh, what I think is like, (laughs) like five minutes later and I'm like, "Ah, ah." and then I look and we're like speeding on a deserted highway and I was like, what? I was like, uh, and I look at the clock and 30 minutes have gone by and I start looking around. I see a sign that says like tarzana so we're Uh, basically like on the way to tarzana which is the opposite direction of where i live and i kind of turned to him and i was like hey um where are we like we're i think we're going the wrong way like i put my address in this is not the place we're supposed to go and he was like oh or you were sleeping so i was gonna just take you back to my house so you could sleep and i was like gentlemen oh i was like no I like immediately just like got into like fight or flight mode totally. and I was like, what are my options? Like I could flip the fuck out and, that's but not- then that's not going to work. Cause I don't know where I am. I could get out of the car and get a nude car, but I, that's also not going to work. Cause right. like TBD. And then I was just like, I'm going to be calm and like firmly tell him that he needs to turn around. So I was like, you need to turn the car around, like get back going the other way. And like, we need to go back in the direction of West Hollywood, please. And then I texted my friend and I was like, hey, I think this like Lyft driver was trying to take me somewhere and I like I'm getting him to turn around, but just like stay in touch. So then I told him I was like, yeah, I'm te- I just texted my roommate and she knows that I'll be home in 30 minutes. So if I'm not home in half an hour, like she's going to flip out and to like put the pressure on him. So then he like turns the car around. We're going back and I'm like starting to quite i'm like am i just like a f- drunk bitch that like is it putting projecting this like kidnapping and no, so what and i'm just like uh okay so i'm like texting with my friend christine and then he puts his arm around me and oh like God. pulls me in oh, close and he goes so i'm just so sad i won't get to hold you tonight what? and i just like froze i was so fro- i was like <laughs> yeah i know like totally and then was just like i'm still texting my friend and then finally he like he had his arm around me for like five minutes and i was just like frozen like in get home mode and like don't make any waves because i was like if i freak out he'll probably freak out yeah because who knows if he has a weapon and like did, yeah was, were you I thinking know. that or like i just was like i have to keep my cool because otherwise like this situation could escalate and it's mm-hmm. already like gotten so inappropriate and out of hand that it's like just stay calm and get home so i get home and like as i'm as he pulls up and i just like immediately get out of the car and he grabs my wrist and he's like can i even what you're not gonna kiss me good night and i was like no and then like slammed the door ran inside and then called christine i was like laughing hysterically because i was just like what the fuck was that like lol and then the next day i was like actually very depressed and sad (laughs) and then i was like traumatized yeah Yeah, no i was traumatized i was like oh my fucking god like this person just tried to kidnap me and like thank god i woke up 
I was in the car for an hour total. Well, yeah, the troll on cake icing on the troll cake is that you got charged for your attempted assault. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got charged. So then I, I emailed. Literally, them. like, well, can you really imagine? Demand a refund. Yeah, like, you're like, babe. Oh. I, yeah, they're like, rate your ride, uh, and I gave them a three. Honey, what? <laughs> it's rate your ride, not rape oh your ride. Oh my god, this is a problem with no. women. Honestly, were, I know it is a woman like, problem. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, I know. Guys rape no. you, you don't let them. You're like, I'm uh, sorry. I was I'm like, sorry. Wait, you gave them I, if the I driver didn't go home with them. I'm a bitch. Uh-huh. I'm I a bitch. It was if the driver gets a three, you'll never be paired with them again. And I was like, okay, I guess he maybe made a mistake. And like, <laughs> and then <laughs> I called crazy. Lyft the next day and was like, hey, explain what happened. They refunded me, but I should have like threatened to sue them. Yeah, you should have like tweeted about it and like. Well, now, now it's out. The open yeah but like and then i only take lift because we were so expensive <laughs> <laughs> so the joke's actually on me at the end of the day but it was really terrifying and like yeah it like scarred me it was like it was an attempted yeah. kidnapping yeah yeah well i just think that it's it's it is a little bit like white girl entitlement where it's like i'm just gonna get in a car with a stranger and like pass out right yeah. you, i've done that before too and it's so there's that meme that keeps going around where it's like when we were in high school, all we were told is like, don't talk to strangers, don't get in a stranger's car. And yeah. now like our whole life is like, use the internet to summon strangers so that we can get in their car and like immediately pass out. But mm-hmm. it's just like, it's so, when you think about it, like that's pretty dangerous. I'm constantly yeah. wasted with strange men. Yeah. And now I'm on like, <gasps> I've been on more alert since then. Like, it's just, I don't. Yeah, I just yeah. am not really in that situation of passing out in people's cars anymore. Yeah, <laughs> once was enough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Learned> my lesson. <laughs> um, so and that's my story. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, good night. <laughs> so, Carly, did you experience any sketchy situations living in a squat in London? <laughs> uh, what What's weird? To bring it back to your book and yeah. all the stories you tell is like, despite you getting into all these situations, I, it's like nothing truly gets like so super dark. No. I don't think I've ever had like a real, real dark. I mean, I don't know if like dark stories is like the story hour that we want, but I can remember one time when mm-hmm. I was again like wasted out until like 4 a.m. by myself. I lived in a squat, so um, it was like. I mean, this is how bad it was at certain points when we I have to like knock on the windows to get in mm-hmm. and like wake someone up to come answer the door. Mm-hmm. And uh, I came back from a club and I had like lost my bag and lost my phone and of I was not kn- yeah knocking yeah. on the windows <laughs> and no one answered. So I was just wandering around this area of South London by myself at like four o'clock in the morning, <laughs> like waiting, just like just being like wait, just wasted and high on ecstasy. You know, yeah. you know, just kind of like so it wasn't even scary. I was just like I'm. Just gonna talk to strangers yeah, like yeah, oh totally. half the time so then i start talking to this like <laughs> random guy at a bus stop at 4 a.m no well, yeah and then went back to Networking. his house no <laughs> yeah Networking. Networking. <laughs> this, like, this sort of like middle-aged like Please. bald turkish guy who no. was like a roommate no and then i went back to his house and then uh we were like laying in his bed and i was just like i just i live kind of nearby i can't get into my house can i just like sleep here until he's like yeah until the totally. and he's like yeah <laughs> i mean like, this is just like fully right too high 22 yeah right. and too then and then he tried to finger me and i was like i guess i can deal with that for just like to be able to lay down and yeah. then but then eventually i was like this is disgusting so i was like actually i'm gonna go and then i tried to go and then he like didn't want to let me go. Like, yeah. I, you know, I was going, yeah. Yeah. trying to open the door to get out of the house and he kind of came behind and like shut the door. No. Me. Yeah. And then, 
And then I just ha- I started screaming, and his roommate came out, and then he just let me leave. Oh, love that! <laughs> my, was, my heart I was like, oh, you, you like, my you heart was on the floor. No, stupid yeah. situation. Like, yeah, it's just like, don't yeah. do that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, don't mm-hmm. do yeah. that. Um, yeah, it's so crazy that women have to think about that all the time. <laughs> but also, like, like, how stupid are we? It's like, it's like how it to is. not how to get raped one on one. Just like meet people in the street and like go back to their house. So, like they can't speak English. <laughs> yeah, me. like I was literally like. Uh, just like in like rave clothes like a little mini skirt and i'm like good night like just like falling asleep in the front seat of this guy's car like obviously he should keep his fucking hands to himself and drive lift that's his goddamn job but like i mean men are idiots like they'll do anything yeah i don't feel i mean a lot of what i write about in the book is sort of how these experience or how, like how negative experiences i guess yours isn't really a sexual experience but how like making bad decisions and getting yourself into bad sexual situations that you regret mm-hmm. um h- how like those don't really have to be traumatizing if you like frame them as like oh my god i've learned something really important never do that again you yeah. know what i mean like i think that we yeah. especially for women we think of negative sexual experiences as being like a mark on us forever mm-hmm. but why can't we just look at them as like Learning experience is just like anything. Like if you make a bad professional decision, you don't think of it as scarring you. You think of it as being like, okay, like I'm wiser going forward from this. That's mm-hmm. so true. And what I met this healer last night named Tolliver. <laughs> Tolliver. <laughs> Fake name. I want to heal him from that terrible name. <laughs> and he looked me up and down and read my chakras to me. Of course. And then yeah. was like telling me. Also, about, this was like, let's like this was like on Hollywood rape. Boulevard. Uh, like at 2 a.m. in the like, diner next Lindsay to Lohan, Teddy's. 2007. In the Roosevelt Hotel. <laughs> and Tolliver is just like telling me about my chakras. And then he was like, he's like, your your energy is so good. You're like source to the earth. Like things are going to be okay for you. And was like really telling me everything that That's I good. ever wanted to hear. But then he was like, <laughs> I come up, I give Tolliver five dollars. I'm like, thank you, Tolliver. <laughs> she needed to hear that. And he was like, I will say, like your the energy and like your sacral chakra chakra. There's like a block, and that's like the sexual chakra. And he's like, I hope you don't mind me telling you this. I was like, honey, I think people have told me way worse than that. And like, but. It's kind of true. And I've talked about this on the podcast before and like having gone through like a sexual assault in my teenage years and like kind of really starting to come to terms and like process that it is like a hard it's hard to take those bad experiences and not let that define you. And Tolliver said, <laughs> I just love the I name love Tolliver. This is the moment that changed you. I know. Tolliver. Big and Tolliver. He was like, <laughs> Your sexuality and your sexual experiences are not tied to your success. You know what I mean? Like it has no bearing on whether or not you're a successful person or like, and in our culture, it very much feels like whatever is happening sexually to you is very much indicates like who you are. are It's your fault. You're obsessing about who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Does he mean like professionals? I'm now interested in his insight. Does he mean like professional success or just like, all around success as a human being success as a human being oh hi Mm -hmm. yeah he said like it's like your pleasure is very important and you should nurture that and whatever your pleasure is you should like be always like seeking that out or figuring that out but whatever it is like you can't judge it in terms of like this is means that i'm a bad person or if you're like into a certain thing it means that you're like not 
worthy or successful. I love that he told you this. I know. I think that's true. And I also think, um, real talk, that that's... So we, like, write our own sort of personal narratives and we, like, create stories about who we are based on the stories that we see around us and, like, Mm -hmm. examples, right? So that's why I think that sort of, like, victim culture and, like, female sexual victimization is really dangerous because, like... If you have a negative sexual experience like that or like an assault and then the only stories you see like in movies or famous people or whatever talking about how like their assaults defined them and then they became a victim through it. It's like then you're not you're going to not think it's an option to just be like that was shitty like moving on. Yeah. You know what I mean? And not like you shouldn't like go to therapy and deal with it and like face it head on. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it has to define you as a person yeah it limits you if you look at it through that lens and i feel yeah. like it's maybe always that's... a tightrope it's always yeah. a tightrope to honor those feelings and work through them but not let it just become your narrative it's yeah. such a tight it feels like a tightrope mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah. yeah it's a balancing act it's like you don't want to stay too long at the victim fair but you also want to own what happened to you and work through it in an honest way yeah and see what situation in any sort of like situation where you get fucked over or just like taken advantage of but and also be able to have distance and see like what you brought to that situation to like get yourself in that place and like not like in a victim blaming way but just like a what were you going through and like taking a very honest stock of like where you were at that time in your life and then being like oh how do i like change that right right and then when we scream victim blaming too loud then i do think it it actually acts as a block of um it prevents people from self-examining because like often you did make a decision to get yourself in that place Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so like not like it's your fault but you should be able to learn from like how to not be there again. Like how to not, not like I'm not like victim blaming you about your Uber story, no, but, but it, like that's true. It is I like should a bad decision. I like coming down off ecstasy half like drunk to the point where I'm passing out, getting in the front seat of a car of a Lyft driver that I've never met. That's like kind of creepy. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I think you should like not have to worry about getting raped. No, you, go you shouldn't, home. but like you should be aware. You should be yeah. aware. And that's like a very, it's like, that's a real threat. That's like, I, hopefully it stops and right. but for now it's kind of not going anywhere right. like when you're a woman you just have to like keep that in mind right. and put yourself and i don't want to get into like i don't i feel like i'm walking into like very scary waters with this but i'm actually not because i know yeah. what i'm talking about but <laughs> <laughs> i'm Woke. like fuck the haters uh, anyways <laughs> but like but like i just i've like I have a lot of responsibility in that too. Obviously he should not never have done that, but I should be a little more, it's like you're 31 years old when this is happening. Like you should be taking care of yourself a little bit better than that. Yeah. Yeah. For me personally in my situation. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think that like shitty, I mean, you're saying like, don't let shitty sex define you definitely. And it's not representative of your success, but Mm -hmm. if you go through a streak of just having like, bad sex and no one wants to have sex with you it does make you feel like garbage right? yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's hard any any like, sort of bad, yeah. yeah any sort of like bad sexual experience even if if from assault to just like not getting laid for a long time right. or like not dating can be like oh this is who i am now i know i think i didn't realize i mean it's funny because i, I was interviewing st- Doya kind of recently the porn star mm-hmm. and we were talking about like our sexual approach 
but from our like 20 early 20s to now like both mm-hmm. being sort of like early 30s and uh we both had she was talking about how she used to like come to new york from like philadelphia wherever she's from and she would just go to bars and like fuck people in the bathroom mm-hmm. and i was like was the sex good and she was like uh i don't think that was the point <laughs> and i thought that that was like a really funny way to yeah. look at it because i feel like the same way like i wasn't having like quote good sex when i was in my early 20s late teens early 20s even mid 20s mm-hmm. but i think it was just kind of like a like a all you can eat where i was just like what like just like hungry it's like shoving everything in my mouth and uh they you know like never would have expected to come like you know probably it it was painful probably at times just physically do you remember the first good sex you've had um fully okay so i think being as a as a like 30% lesbian or whatever. It mm-hmm. took me having sex with women to Laura's be like, jealous. Yeah. I am. Laura's at 2%, but she wants to no, be at 40. No, I'm not at 2%. She's I'm at t- 30. Her battery's dying. Her I'm lesbian battery's well. dying. She needs a charger. <laughs> she needs a charger. She's on reserve battery lesbian life. We can get into some lesbian talk in a second because I have things to say, but I also identify as 30%. Oh my God. I do. You're so right? phony baloney. You don't want me to be gay. Oh, you don't. You want to be, you're found lesbian. You're, you're territorial about gay. You are territorial. You, you are want to just be the bisexual. gay person in this friendship. Carly's been in a long-term lesbian relationship. Well, guess what? True. Not to be a competition, but... <laughs> but if it was a competition, you win. I would win. Yeah. <laughs> you win the lesbian round. No. I'm fine with that. Yeah. You There's win the pegging time. round. Yeah. yeah. Thank oh, you. That's good. Respect. <laughs> Tip so for sisterhood. Yeah. <laughs> sisterhood. Women, Women supporting each other. <laughs> but, no, like, fully... I yeah started dating my ex girlfriend when I was twenty seven and mm-hmm. I was like not that I hadn't had good sex before then I totally had and I had very fun sex but I was it, what it taught me is oh my god I can come every time I have sex like there's a possibility of an orgasm like every time you fuck someone and mm-hmm. that like my mind was like fully blown yeah like yeah. I thought an orgasm was something that you had like once a month you know what I mean if you're lucky mm-hmm. and that's so crazy because as a man you come every time the whole goal yeah. is That's, like you make the man come yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 did you could you come during sex when you were younger um not until i was like in my 20s and i had a college boyfriend that we really like we took our time having sex like we dated for three months and just would like make out with our clothes on and like sleep together and like grind and then once we like dtr'd then we were having sex and I could come during sex all the time. Oh, he sounds great. He was great. He's quality. And prior to that, this guy that I dated and I don't want to say in his high name. school. No, in college. In college. Oh, okay. My like college. Oh, okay. Friend. Uh-huh. Love of my life. Anyways, let's move on. <laughs> um, but prior to that, the sex was like, it was like I would come from like oral or something and then we'd have sex. But my orgasm had already, it was just like a clitoral stimulation type of orgasm. Yeah. Not like a deep, like, I've heard that from a lot of girls. I know some girls that can't come from sex, period. Yeah. yeah. Like, even, like... Yeah. Even, like, head? Um, I don't think so. Yeah. It's hard to come when there's something... And there's, like, a dick inside you, but I have Is it to- really psychological, or is it... It's, it's all psychological, right? Or no? I think... Or I not? Mean, yes I and think no. a lot of it is. It's yeah. about being able to relax, right? Yeah. It's being able to relax and honestly, like, asking yourself how turned on you are by someone and like i think what really worked with my ex-boyfriend was that like there was such a long lead up and like a lot of get to know you and it was like very intimate so by Mm -hmm. the time we started having sex it was like just taking the next step and like really like exploring each other's bodies and like some people 
like the the best sex I've had with people is sex like that, right. where it's like we have a deep connection and we know each other, and it's just like you kind of lose your inhibitions and you're just like fucking. I will say there is a direct correlation between this is not mind blowing, but between my girlfriends who have a very hard time coming during sex, they're um, less interested in having sex, and then I have girlfriends who can come literally with a Marlon Rando, and like they come. <laughs> All the time, and they just like love coming, and they are they have voracious sexual appetites. Yeah. Uh, when the when there's an orgasm at the end of the tunnel, there's in, you're incentivized to have sex. Yeah. <laughs> you know what True. I mean? True. Yeah. Well, I this is like something that I like maybe I shouldn't say out loud, but I'm gonna go there. This because it's a reality. Um, that when I was working like as a sex worker when I started mm-hmm. when I was like 27, that those were the first times that I was able to come during sex with men. Wow. Because Shut I up. think I just like fully didn't give a fuck. Like, so it was like, Ooh, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah, And that's why I think it's psychological. So it's like, I do think like you said, it's about being turned on by someone, Mm -hmm. but it's also about just like letting yourself be like, I don't care how long you're down there. Like, I fully don't like you. You're not like, I don't like you, but just like, you know, I'm I'm not worried. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I'm not worried you're not going to like me. So then I was able to relax. Right. Well, it's also like someone is like, paying you to be there so they want you to be there and right. they want and well, they want and they want we, you you know what i mean like should we give right. context to you being a sex worker right, I, like, I'm a sugar I feel like the readers are like what <laughs> just like oh. the readers i love like just go i know I'm me, a too. Sex me too me um, too yeah well i drank about talking about my book but i was yeah. Work, yeah i was on a sugar daddy website so it's essentially like escorting where you but you just pretend to like it, there's like right there's a difference between sort of transactional uh, you know, uh, this is how much I cost an hour escorting and a sugar daddy website, which is mm-hmm. essentially websites that connect rich, primarily older guys with young women who are looking to, for a relationship that has a financial component. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of like escorting, but dressed up mm-hmm. a little bit and like repackaged to be sort of more accepted in a modern world. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, they're called mutually beneficial arrangements, but essentially they mostly happen like, Okay, so I'll sleep with you a few times a month, and like you pay my rent, and like give me some money. Yeah, <laughs> and you talk about that in person, like once you meet up, or do you like set the ground rules ahead of time? It's it it fluctuates. Like a lot of times, you'll say, you know, like my previous sugar daddies gave me like a few thousand dollars a month or whatever, or like right. eight hundred dollars every time we hang out or whatever it is. Um, but you have to keep it really vague, otherwise the website will delete your profile because it's it's exists in this legal gray space. So often you're negotiating with them over like tea uh, when you meet them the first time. Yeah. Which is kind of awkward actually. And then, (laughs) and then you do like like the person that you're around. Is it kind of like a, is it like a girlfriend experience for them or like, how does that work? Wait, do they like, like, do you guys like have like, are you pretending to be like turned on by them and you're like acting interested or are you really like interested and it's a combination. Like sometimes you'd get people who you really like, but you're not attracted to them because they're like fat old guys, but they're Mm -hmm. like funny and nice and know about the world. I mean like what the, the amazing thing about it is that I think we live in these really specific social worlds and we don't realize how much of our lives are interactions with people who like think like us, look like us. It's a curated existence, I would say. Really? Without realizing it. And like, I kind of liked being like, I'm out to dinner with a Republican and he's really funny, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, it's just like, 
from the South, whatever oil person, we have nothing in common. And just like being like, I fully like you as a person. Mm -hmm. You're really interesting. We have like really different ideologies. And uh, I think it was good as a writer too, to like meet people who didn't just have like my same worldview constantly. It expands your worldview. It does by, by seeing other people. And I feel like you've always had a curiosity about other people in that way, which is kind of rare. People like, sticking to the rivers and lakes that they're used to like to the, like TLC <laughs> seven waterfalls but you like chasing waterfalls I do I kind of like a bunch of random like yeah. being surrounded by randoms because I think it's you like yeah it's fun I was having this conversation the other day like would you date some like would you date someone who has a really different ideology to you like would you date a Republican if they no. were nice no I wouldn't mm, doubt but I'm literally yeah. you know me I'm literally dating me <laughs> like I'm literally dating I'm dating myself yeah. John, Jonathan yeah mm-hmm. so like you're coming this is the wrong house you know what I mean like, but I sure. but I think that like I I think it's interesting would you no uh, I I want to say no but yeah. who knows not long term but maybe for fun like maybe for a few I yeah. had a realization yeah. that I was like I think I am just looking for like the male version of myself yeah. like <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was like, last night I'm like getting ready to go out and like smoking my vape and like having stone thoughts. And I was like, God, I think I am just looking for like me. And then I was like, but if I'm like a real, if I'm an impossible person, then whoever I meet is also going to be impossible. So it's not impossible. No, I know, but I've been impossible in the past. And I'm like, if I, I have to like, I'm on a journey to make myself better so I can meet myself and then fucking fall in love with myself. <laughs> yeah. What's, what's in the a journey way. involved? Yeah. What is that? Talking involve? to like street strangers. I think like you just need, I think you're never going to be like fully ready. I think you just need to like do it. No, I am doing it. I know you are. Ryan, don't. Oh, here she goes again. <laughs> oh, God. Back it up. Beep, beep, beep. Back it beep. up. Back it up. Before back I up. flip a table. She goes full on Samara from the ring. <laughs> if you mention like dating, like literally she starts I like all her it. teeth like, just like fall out. All her rage. eyes start dripping goo. Like it's literally she spins around like exorcist style. It's fucking crazy. It's like the conjuring. I've conjured something. <laughs> Like, it's Annabelle over here. I'd say I'm trying to channel more of, like, Carly's spirit. Yeah. Which is why the book, like, really deeply spoke to me. Oh, wait. I want to hear what your reaction... I want to hear the review. Like, what it made you do. Well, I'm dating now. Yeah. It definitely pushed me into, Mm -hmm. like, a situation where it made me want to, like, be actively dating more. And, yeah. And, That's good. You know, yeah. I just had sex with prostitutes. <laughs> <laughs> your, that was, your text was like, "What was it?" I was drunk when I texted you. I was at the. This is like, it. I was no, I was at the resort, Rancho Valencia. Oh, okay. You were like, "I read your book. I feel like I'm fully living my life. Like I read your book, and then I fucked my favorite prostitute or something. Yeah. Fucked my favorite porn star." Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. I told Jonathan <laughs> I read your book when we went to Rancho Valencia. I read it in a day, <laughs> and I wore it dinner that night, and I was like getting lit, and I was like, I open up the relationship i'm serious i read Carly's book i'm fucking ready and he was just like oh my god okay so then i then i booked an appointment with my fave sex worker who had tried to fuck me before actually and i'm doing the zaj and i was like no and then actually this time i still was kind of like no because he didn't wear a condom and i thought that was i don't know so no i know but it wasn't it was not negative it was like he was like oh i'm on prep i assumed you were on prep and i was like i'm not on prep no and then then it was awkward because like obviously it's like well if he's on prep then he can still fuck me well but but, i mean but it's only like 94 percent effective you don't even know him so i don't know him so i just didn't want to do that so i didn't do it but then i went to new york and you know i i um well i mean i feel embarrassed because both my experiences were like aborted fuck sessions because 
he I didn't want to fuck him without a condom, and then the other one wore a condom, but then I embarrassingly came too early. Well, like you're on your journey. Yeah, How but I was just super... Oh, honey, <laughs> it was halfway in, and I just came. Like, <laughs> shut up! What? Really? Wait, what just, like, I love the idea that, like, I like the idea of an orgasm just like happening, and you don't know what's going to. No, happen. no, it was crazy. I literally was like, "What is this?" It's I like, thought it was such like, a man don't do thing. This. It's such no, a but man you thing. understand, like. I had lusted after this man for years. I had been masturbating to him for years. So, like, right. for me to even be having his penis enter my asshole, my very loose asshole, the readers know. Um, <laughs> it just glided right in. My, my, uh, my, my flop house of an It's asshole. like a black hole that, like, sucks my, things my, into my, house my, my flop house asshole, my raging waters asshole. Um, you know, it was, like, it was so crazy to me. I thought, like, it was just surreal. And then I literally was just on my stomach and I just came like 15 years old style wow and then he was like can i still fuck you and i was like no because he was so big and it was like i needed that light at the end of the tunnel to like make myself go through because he was halfway through and i felt like samantha when she like tries to fuck that guy with a huge dick yes and she like needs a joint i, mm-hmm. I needed like black tar heroin on speed dial i literally was like kind kind of literally just like going in heroin days i'm like literally like it was crazy but um so i just i i didn't have sex with him but now we follow each other on instagram but you probably <laughs> success you could probably do it again at a different time totally yeah John, you could go Jonathan back is a big fan of his work too so i think the plan is to do a threesome when i go back really yeah so are you guys are you okay so what are your i don't, I don't know if you're f- comfortable talking about this no. but like what are your rules like couldn't you have sex with the same person twice by yourself no i mean it's the rules are ever evolving like jonathan wants me to stay in the sex worker lane because it's comfortable and he knows that there's no risk of falling in love i'm like haven't you seen pretty woman <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> You fool. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, but basically, like, sex workers, I like going to them. But to me, eh, it gets kind of old. I mean, it's a kind of like, I mean, I, I don't go to them a lot. And the ones I've gone to have been largely positive experiences. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, there's only been, like, whatever. So, <laughs> I'm like... 40 or 50. Yeah, 40 or 50. Uh, but it, to me, it's sort of like there's what what you're missing is is you're missing like an organic kind of connection and just like organic fun and organic lols. And um, so that's sort of I feel like I'm kind of getting over the whole going to a sex worker. Right. What you really miss is is tension, which makes yeah. sex so much more. That's, fun. Oh my god, mm-hmm. yeah. that is totally the fucking missing ingredient here. Yeah, you're right because. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like it's, <laughs> it's an experience. <laughs> what? Were you guys having a secret moment? No, no I just like what we talked about off the podcast. Oh, right, right. off the podcast. We should only oh as part of our Patreon. We should have like deleted scenes. Yeah, of like yeah. of like me, like the things like couldn't called, say on the podcast. Our Patreon episodes are called TMI, which is just the information that no, got edited out. There of the are podcast. there are a lot of things I can't say. Yeah, on the Ryan, podcast. No, R- Ryan's a real censored person. I these days the shackles of hollywood have chained me down <laughs> put a nuzzle on me um, um but but I, you can talk about fucking prostitutes but not the exact yeah one. yeah i can't talk oh. about like what i'm working on uh, <laughs> <laughs> i can talk about my like raging waters asshole water slide yeah i can't talk about his current project i can't talk about like a meeting <laughs> um <laughs> you know but taking it back to your <laughs> so book stupid. and what it kind of made me through right now it's just like mostly a mental revolution although i did like i have like delved back into like fucking someone that i like like previously effect in the past but it's not like super relevant yeah but i feel like that's over I it's like, over because i feel like the magic that like the magic which the was magic really the, which was really the was tragic the tension, that bonded together was the tension gone. yeah no. but i kind of had this realization where it's like 
women are very much programmed and I think I was especially like growing up in like a religious household and in the Midwest is like to look at sex and like relationships were always very linked together like I grew up in a Southern Baptist church so I got like a promise ring like like was really? not gonna have sex before marriage Ooh, yeah what? who gave you a promise ring the church you were just like, nice. yeah, me too. And then like, Broken yeah. and then I got one too. the whole thing wow. is like, it teaches you that like sex is meant to be in Did like a marriage. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I would have been like, yoink. <laughs> <laughs> like I I'll promise be, to I'm make like, you come. <laughs> but like growing up and associating like sex with marriage, I think it put me in a headspace where it's like, if I want to fuck someone, then I must have some sort of like yearning to be in a relationship with them or be like, have something more than just a sexual experience. And right now I'm trying to parse out, like there are certain people in this world that I may just want to have sex with, with no, like with no anything else, just like a sexual relationship. And that's fine. And that doesn't mean that I need to try and seek out something else with them. It can just be what it is versus like some people I would want to be in a relationship with and fuck. And that's different, but that's something that I've just haven't it's I'm trying to extrapolate those two things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that even if you sort of, grow past the idea that like sex has to be linked to marriage there's sort of like a hangover to that morality where you just like you at least feel like well i should at least like them you know enough to maybe have it be like a thing or sex has to mean something and i think that's the hangover of it is that it's like okay well what did this sex mean and as women you're meant you're like conditioned to think that like okay sex is so meaningful whereas men it's like sex is just like you come and that's it you know yeah and or i it's think it's less that, like, meaningful i think it can mean i think what i've worked out throughout the course of my life is that sex means a lot of different things to me so it doesn't just mean like forming connection a connection with someone yeah but like it has been really useful for me in terms of like truly my confidence like even just the idea of having someone pay attention to you and touch you and try and give you pleasure and then just like leaving and never talking to them again like something about that was always confidence boosting for me mm-hmm. and also i think was like part of my like sense of adventure like some people do like to like jump out of a plane or whatever like right. i would never do that but yeah. like i do like to have sex with people that or i did like to have sex with people that i met like at a bar mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> totally, totally. Like, probably more risky it's a, it's in a, a lot yeah. of it's emotional skydiving yeah yeah but i think that it um it's like almost like recreational fun or sort of deep romantic love or connection or just like an excuse to it's like a a sort of shortcut to intimacy for me i think sometimes like the conversations you get to have with someone after like they lick your butt Mm -hmm. oh yeah really intense yeah we've already been here so let's just let it all hang out i know i like like an after where the like aftermath conversations a lot or just like hanging out yeah well because it's i feel like once you come you can like let go yeah, I mean, because I feel like now that you've come, you're like, okay, great, let's just like relax. And I don't understand yeah. people that are like weird after sex, like uh, like a morning after weirdness is well, always like bizarre. How, it depends yeah. on how you feel because I've I've hooked up with people and then after I come, I'm like, oh, that was a, I did not want to do that, or like, Ugh. and then I want to get the fuck out of there. That's a cliche, like with the, for men, where it's like yeah. a trap door. But like, why does that happen? I don't know because I think honestly, when we're horny, it's so insane. Like we are just like we need to come now, and it's like we like like we're like laser, <laughs> it's a brain thing. It's literally laser focus. We're like let's go in hunt for the kill, and then like we just like we'll go home with like Danny DeVito, and then like literally it's like 
And then literally we come to and we're like, oh God, what did I just do? It's like your horny goggles are on. It's not like, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, I've read a lot of like dating advice books and stuff. And like, I really love the specific brand, which I don't know if I necessarily subscribe to this as like my own dating like MO, but I think that there's a lot about like there's, it's interesting, but it's like, the thing that you can just like control men by withholding sex, like it Oof, will, sl- yeah. it will fuck with them. And it's true. Like you can manipulate a man by just being like, I'm not going to fuck you. And like teasing. And I can't like, imagine that being with gay out. guys. Like if I was a gay guy and he's like, <laughs> no, I think with gay guys, guys I'd be like, would not. What? I'd be like, bye. <laughs> I'd be like, see you later. Free. <laughs> You'd be like in someone else within 20 yeah, minutes. Like, I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, take a number, honey. The line for the deli is over there. Uh, with straight <laughs> oh men and God. women, it's like <laughs> very much like, like you can really like you can bend them to your will. Yeah. Yeah. Using sex as a tool to get what you want. Yeah. Either, both in dating, like withholding sex for the first time and keeping them like the first time you have sex or um, to keep them interested, but also in a relationship. But I like, right. So you don't have sex right. with your boyfriend yeah. to sort of like get the power back to be like, yeah, fuck yeah. you. But I've Shop had a boyfriend closed. do that to me. My ex-boyfriend in my mid twenties was like not that interested in sex and he would not fuck me and as a what because yeah because he would just be like he he would he was trying to sort of convince me that my need to fuck was Was, about a need for validation rather than being horny he's like do you even want to fuck or do you just like need attention from me and it really did create this power dynamic that was really toxic but that's rude and i think he's gaslighting you and making you feel crazy he he was crazy well yeah yeah, he's uh, uh, that to me it seems like he's threatened yeah yeah, I mean, that was a really bad or relationship. Or maybe he feels, or maybe, he, or maybe he feels, like, defective for not wanting to fuck, and then to, then his way of dealing with that is to make you feel bad, because he doesn't want to deal with it. Do you and, know what I mean? Yeah, and we had a really bad sex when I would fake orgasms all the time, and then I actually, like, I, I vowed after that, I was like, I'm never going to fake an orgasm ever again. And you don't? Ever? I, I definitely have since then, but very rare. Like, <laughs> I think that's a promise that you break immediately. <laughs> yeah. You're like, never again, and you're like, oh, this is actually just uncomfortable <laughs> to not right you've never done it right you no, can't can guys can, no. yeah can guys even my something gay friend, has to come out my gay friend uh used to was in the closet until he was like 24 25 and he said that he used to with women but he, so he would insist on wearing a condom and he would just fuck them as as long as oh, he could uh-huh. until he lost his boner and uh-huh. then he would fake an orgasm uh, yeah, oh, that's wow. smart that's, that's, that's smart. really yeah. smart that's that is playful that is cute that's, that's sweet playful. that's what every girl dreams of <laughs> let's be honest I don't know if I've ever faked an orgasm well what? actually around I don't think I have I know honey live for the applause I'm not like gonna applause. give you that validation if you're not making it work wait like, so you I'm really strange. you literally I'll just would like, not what no, would you do I don't have the bandwidth for that I'm like I'm just obsessed get off or I'm just like, I need a break. And then just like, <laughs> I'll just take a break and then I will just go to sleep or just do something else. And then Wait. sometimes oh, guys will be like, oh, did you come? And I'm like, well, no. <laughs> yeah, they don't. I love when they like, I love when like, they you fuck for like for 30 seconds and they're like, did you come? And I'm like, it's what? Like, I'm like, if you what? have to ask, I, the answer is fucking no. Yeah. Because if I came, you would know it. You'd be like, I'd be drooling and having a seizure. Like that's why. Yeah. I'm or I'd be like <laughs> screaming, like saying I'm coming. That's yeah. a good indicator. Yeah. Or like yeah. things would happen. I would squirt, like things happen. You make an ugly face. Like something happens. Yeah. Like I do not understand guys asking did you come oh, after yeah. sex i like someone needs to tell them that that's like you can't do that sometimes i can't <laughs> it's like come. it's covert and yeah. Then, yeah just sometimes you can't come is it because well, of medication 
No, I'm not on anything. <laughs> Shockingly. Oh. Round of applause. High on life. I know. Woo! High on drama. <laughs> yeah, drama's the only nights I fell. <laughs> I like, keep getting refills. Yeah, like, I, well, I started, when I started antidepressants, I would have, it would take me a lot longer to come. A full, I, yeah. Fully. Yeah. But, Sometimes I just get in the headspace. It's just like, I don't know. But yeah, and yeah. that's not to say, like, if, that all, all sex when I don't come is bad because some of it's still like nice to fuck, mm-hmm. but like I don't like being asked yeah. if I came with your and if you're asking, you're expecting me to say yes. I think is well, the feeling I get from yesterday. That I had sex and I didn't come, and it was still really fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then well, the today I came, and that was really fun too. And you're in a relationship, and you can be like, oh, I'm just not going to get there today, hon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he like knows, or you can like finish yeah. yourself off, well, but or it's just like do all sorts of things. But it's like he can still like. Depends on what kind of sex we're having. Like yesterday, we like fucked. We had like penetrative sex or whatever. So, but, but I still didn't come. But it was fine because there was a dick in my ass, and that was making me happy. Yeah, like because yeah. there's a prostate, so it was like fine. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, it actually so goal oriented. Like, if he's fucking me, tbh, I don't really actually need to come all that much because it feels really good to get fucked. So it's yeah. like that's its own journey mm-hmm. that's fun to go on. Yeah, and, then, and that's know. nice. But that's I feel yeah. like more relationship style sex. Oh, totally. Because you can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think it's also getting in a mindset for me, and maybe you can speak to this, Carly. But it's like asking for what you want in like a hookup is really important. Yeah. I'm realizing. Yeah, which is, but it's hard to do because I do. I hate to just be like women, but like women are really are conditioned to just be like, okay, like be pleasing you know what I mean like not and like to sort of like big up the male ego because I think like the male ego especially in a sexual situation is very fragile because Mm -hmm. like on the other end of the spectrum like men feel like they have to be competent right so you want to like help them to keep that facade like sort of myth myth going Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean yeah yeah it's a it's a but the dynamic both parties are complicit in that dynamic <laughs> oh right yeah no it's 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 totally true and like in the episode of the show the vice show uh-huh. we went to like a men's support group where oh my God, yes that was wild it was so eye-opening that was insane it was it was, that a was men's, the first episode right? what did yeah, they say it was a men's sexuality support group where they're talking yeah. about the female orgasm and it was like Every like stereotype that you thought of the way men thought about the female orgasm is true. They were like, "It's a mystery. No one knows how it works. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like no. it's like God or something." Is what they were saying. Fuck. But then, yeah. But then they a lot of them, which I think was the problem, is that they considered the female orgasm as something that like a gift that they had to give the woman. So like, mm-hmm. if a guy's having sex with you, like an orgasm is something that he gives you, and if he can't give it to you, then it's a failure. And I was kind of like. Well, no, it's more, an orgasm is more like the product of a sexual experience that feels close and where you're both like working toward it and that you're helping her and that like she can sometimes do it herself and like you being there and helping and like turning her on, like that's not a failure. Right. Yeah. Like I think that they were felt insecure. Like one of them was saying that his, they, his girlfriend had to touch herself mm-hmm. in order to come during sex. And I was like, bro, like I will never, like that's so that's many funny. women. Yeah. You know right. what I mean, like it, that's not a failure on your part. So I think that there is like a huge sort of ego component there. Yeah. But I it's would, like, yeah. Yeah. But also aren't some guys just like lazy too? True. Yeah. Like, it's better to have them be like that than I know. to not care. <laughs> no, I, I agree. I yeah. agree. Yeah, for sure. And But some yeah. guys it's like, it is a tough situation to have to tell someone that you're fucking like, oh, this is like what my experience is like in this. And this is what I need you to do differently. Or like, if you can try this or try that. And like, 
I don't know. It's a journey. Like sometimes it won't just happen right away and that can feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Like they're not going to get the memo of like how they need to touch you or, or how they, how you like to be touched or how you like to be fucked. Have you ever been with someone who you think is better at sex than you are? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, I feel like, mm, well, the first time, so the first time I was having sex with my boyfriend now, I felt like that a little bit because mm-hmm. he doesn't drink and is like really present. God, yeah, that's true. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was actually like, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Present. And is yeah. like involved and like, don't want to like, miss a thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> giving feedback, like aware of feedback. And yeah, like, yeah. You know, it makes you realize that even just like having two drinks, mm-hmm. you yeah. can be like a little bit lazier and like, or after you kind of uh-huh. like want to go to sleep or like, right. you know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think that, yeah, let, because I don't think that there is like a real like just start, skills. You just start dosing it at night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, here's your sleepy time tea. You're like, doot, doot, <laughs> GHB. <laughs> exactly. You're like, gonna feel a little cracky. <laughs> it's the love. <laughs> um, yeah, I almost like wish, like I would love to see him like be lazy and uninhibited so that I, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But, um, but I think that, I don't think that there's like, some people are good at sex. Some people are bad at sex, but I think that like F it's almost like how much do you care? How much effort are you putting in? And like, yeah. that was more the difference where I was like, Oh, maybe he's putting in a little bit more effort than me. I feel mismatched. And it's like, <laughs> how I'm, badly I'm do you want to make the other person come? Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes you don't want to make, you don't care that much. You don't care that much. And like, also like how much are you like responding to their feedback where it's like, do you just have your moves and you just do them even if it looks like they're in pain or are you mm-hmm. actually like being like responding? Are you the letting worst to me is yeah. like when someone's like robotic. Yeah. You know I mean? And you're like, Oh, this is like, it's just like a routine. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like they plug into this routine that they always do and it feels so like soulless in a weird way. Exactly. Well, yeah. do you feel like you have sex with people who are better at sex than you? I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Um, well, considering I've been having sex with sex workers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, um, J- Jonathan... Uh. I uh, had a lot more sex than I did. Um, that's an understatement. Uh, I mean, he, you know, first of all, he just had sex periods. So by virtue of that, he had yeah, sex that was, I did. Uh, right, right, right. Um, but he also, I think is just really good at sex. And I think uh, like, I kind of figured that because he like had this history of like dating, like kind of famousy men, like kind of really? like, yeah, like in his twenties. And I was like, in order for, twist. in order for him to do that, I'm sure he's really good at it in bed, obviously. Cause he's like these rich, like, old men can get whoever they want. You know what I mean? So he, what? <laughs> I'm like, you're putting Jonathan on blast right now. Oh, he's written articles about it. Slut- he's telling his stories. Yeah, right? He's like, honey, honey. <laughs> was he I'm, slutty kind of? Yeah, he was. Um, but Respect. he was also like, I don't know, it was weird. So so I kind of just knew, like looking at his list of exes, I was like, okay. But um, yeah, so he's really good at sex. He's just good at having it. He's just like, and it's, and it's not robotic at all. It's just, he's just good. He has like a sexual energy to him. <laughs> he does. Yeah, I'm thinking of him. And He like... dropped his glasses in the bathroom today and went, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> he just is like. Yeah, he makes a lot of sound. Yeah. Ooh. He 
he's engaged. <laughs> he's engaged with like the world around him and surprised at things, you know? Yeah, I don't I know how that, that translates I could to see, being good in bed. No, but... I just see it like okay. it's a movement. Well, Does he, he make that sound in bed? He, no, God, oh, no. Can, can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> like, come on his face. It's like, oh, I gotta get it. No, 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 no. But he is really, really good at sex, and I think he's better at sex than I am, but I don't think that's really a problem. I don't think about it all that much, but yeah. I do, but I, it's, like, it's kind of like I'm clocking it. You know what I mean? I'm just clocking it in the corner of my eye. I'm like, you're good at this. You're really good at fucking. That's just what he's good at. You know what? Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, you know how I define good at fucking? Is just like someone who makes you feel comfortable. So it's like a lack of sexual anxiety. It's like, that's what's really good where you just feel like you can relax. Like if someone has like a creepy, anxious sexual energy, like even if they like know even if they can are like technically good at giving head or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that it puts you on edge and then you can't have fun. Yeah. Yeah, totally. For me, it's like, I feel very aware of when like a man is just wanting to like have sex or like fuck versus when it's like wanting to make me feel good about it or like having like an engaged, like we're both like on the sexual journey together kind of vibe. Yeah, where it's like you're melding. Yeah. (laughs) And you're just like, oh, this is funny and flirty and we're going to like be kind of experimental and do this or do that. And it's like a long thing rather than just being like, which can be fun. And I'm not like necessarily opposed to that, but it's not. But I just am very conscious of that. It's been more now than ever. Do you ever get tired of writing about sex? Um. Yeah, kind of. Well, like, also, I think that increasingly I write less about sex, sex, and more about feeling. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, because totally. I think as you get older and then you are, care more about relationships and do more, like, hashtag introspection, take, th- go to therapy and yeah. realize. I think it's more, when I was younger, I was like, and then I had this threesome and then right. I got this STD. You know, now it's like... Right. Mm. Now I'm like, wait, why did I do those things? And yeah. you you reflect a little bit why more. Why did about, I have that STD? Like, why? <laughs> why did I go home with that married couple who I hated? You know what I mean? So like, it's more about. Um, What's the worst sexual experience you've had? Worst. Oof. I had this pretty one that I always think of as like an anecdote because it was just so deeply awkward. Was um, I went home with this guy that I met at a club when I was in my like maybe 22. Okay. And um, I w- was in England, so he had a foreskin. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> they love. do that there. Love. And yeah. so we were. That's ha- easy. That makes it easier. It does. Yeah. I actually mm-hmm. love a foreskin. I will love it too. Pro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like hand jobs are, are a totally uh, different experience. Are you fucking kidding They're me? Actually, it's like it's better. It's, are you kidding me? Time. It's literally yeah. just stare. Yeah. You're like, Bleh. and then it's like, Woo. yeah. It's like built in fiction. Mm-hmm. I know because if, if, you, if they it's don't great. have foreskin, you have to spit in your hand and then it, your yeah. hand smells like spit and they're yeah. drooling on. Yeah. I think it's kind of sticky after a while. I story, but we're still here. I dated a guy for four months in college and I was like, we were in bed one night after hooking up. And I was like, God, I remember. I'm like, have you ever been with some uh, uncircumcised? I wonder what that's like. He goes, Ryan, I'm uncircumcised. <laughs> and I was no. like, Lol, yeah. I was like, honey, I was clocked out of that relationship. I was, I was I'm like, I was literally like passed out. I was like, anyway, it's takeover. Well, have you ever been with someone uncircumcised? Yeah, he's like, honey, I'm uncircumcised. I'm like, oh. And I like, honestly, it's so funny because I don't know if you've ever had this experience where it's like, where it's like I will literally have been with someone for like four or five months and I won't remember the sex at all. I literally won't remember. Like I don't remember having sex with this person at all. I don't remember what it felt like. I don't remember what he looked Were like. Wasted? No, no, no. I just don't remember. It was all so just like it just don't. I don't remember it. Yeah. It, you know what I'm talking about. I had about? a moment the other day where I was like about to masturbate and then I was like, did I go through a period of time? I like remembered <laughs> someone that I had fucked and then a breakup and then I was like. 
God, I, did I really not have sex for like a year? And then I thought that. And then I was like, no, wait, I had sex with like four people. <laughs> but it was like, they're just not the most memorable, like yeah. sexual interaction. But this one was. Yeah. So you're back to the foreskin. Foreskin. Sorry. But I mean, having said that, if I saw the person who I had sex with right now, if I like ran into him, I don't think I would recognize him. Yeah. But it was the experience. So we, we went back to his house and I... It was one of those, like, you get on a night bus, and it takes an hour to get home. Oh, Jesus. And then by the time you're there, you're less What's drunk. a night bus? Just a bus at night? Oh, yeah. It's like... So, <laughs> Someone so found it out. Clearinghouse uh, winner. So Here's a thousand... You know. In London, they have, like, bus schedules, and then uh-huh. at night, the bus schedules are even, like, less rare. So, okay. you know what I mean? So, the buses yeah. take forever to come to your okay, gotcha. bus. It's like, that's stopping at every stop. And yeah, it, yeah, by the yeah. time you get there, it's an hour late, because you can't afford a cab, you know, because mm-hmm. you're poor, you live in a squat, and eat out of the garbage and then you get back and you're not drunk anymore but you're like i'm already at your house like on the outskirts of where who god knows where so mm-hmm. like i have to fuck you because it's awkward right so we started having sex and i was really dry like surprise surprise because i like wasn't turned on and yeah. his and we weren't using a condom so like psa yeah. but his foreskin like ripped no no, no stop yeah Wait, i'm gonna vomit and okay. he like ejaculated like blood no like all no over ew stop it i'm actually getting sick like I really, and then, no and then oh. he was like ew, ew, did ew. you get and then he was like screaming and then and then <laughs> in the midst of him screaming in the midst of him screaming he was like did you get your period and i was like rude what rude. Yeah, I was like, rude. fuck you <laughs> he's like his jizz and blood is on your stomach and he's like you clearly got your period you're yeah like, like, you you period? i was like you're like your like dick is like hemorrhaging blood on me Wait, um, was he worried about his penis? Yeah. So did he have a scream or pain orgasm of blood? He didn't orgasm. Oh, it was just like oh his foreskin oh tore, God. and then it was like oh because your dick is engorged with blood when you have an erection, uh-huh. like it just it just was everywhere. like it just like bled everywhere. Oh my God! I thought and he had an orgasm uh, as well as the bleed, uh, and I was like, that's probably the best experience of his entire it's like, life. It's like pure BDSM, yeah. mm-hmm. but like. Then it was so awkward. So I just like fully like went. I just was like, I'm going home like right now. I fully went home. And then I ran into him um, like about a month or so later. And I saw him across the bar and his friend that he was with pointed at me. And it was like, that is the girl who broke James's dick. And they like looked at me like I was like the poltergeist. Wow. So then it became like my fault. It's not your fault. Like vagina dentata moment. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so you your vagina grew teeth like that movie. Yeah, and, like bit it and caused it to bleed. So that was a bad one. Also, wow, it's like that's, that's not a broken dick. That's called your foreskin rip. There's a difference. I know, but like I think that if your foreskin you rips, your you have out. to sometimes get it removed. A cast. Yeah, a cast. You can't just like TBD. We don't know what happened to him, but like sometimes if you have foreskin problems, they remove it. So you have to be adult circumcised, and you can't use your dick for a while. So that might have fully happened. If any, if any of the readers have had their foreskins rip, tell us what happened afterwards. Yeah. That's sick. That was bad. I had my first one night stand in London. This happened in London. Really? Yeah. At this place called Joiner's Arms. Oh, I, used to go, I loved that bar. Yeah, that closed. It was really I sad. I know. It closed. It was really sad. We went there every night. And um, it when was... When were you in London? I spent... <laughs> in a semester abroad. I spent a month in London, England. I did. <laughs> 
in London, England? <laughs> when? I didn't um, know this about you. Yeah, I did. After I graduated college, I went like an Eat, Pray, Love journey. I spent, went uh, to London I rented, Town. Eat, Pray, Calm. I rented, yeah, exactly. I rented a, 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 flat? a, a flat. A flat. Wait, wait. <laughs> Can I tell you my most embarrassing story about London? This is actually truly traumatic. So I go to London for a month and I rent this flat. And uh, and Soho because I'm like I go into Soho expensive yeah expensive and totally not worth it and I spent all my time like at Joiner's Arms and like you know Shoreditch and all that stuff um anyway and I found this cafe and I was like this cafe is the best cafe ever I'm gonna miss it so much I went there every day I'd go there and write and get like a little tea like whatever and I was like oh god if only I ever see this place again I want to come to London just so I can go to this Stop. it was a pret a manger. Uh- <laughs> Yet. No, they did. I because I was in New York, and then I was like, I was like walking in the street, and there was a pret manger. I was like, what? I never heard of it before, and You're I was like, like I know. Hey, it was, was You're like, like fully in a McDonald's. I was like, wait, this is a London Aglan import. I love this cafe. They have the best frites. <laughs> I was so That's amazing. Also, this other time, I was trying to get this guy, this gay bar, and his girlfriend, his like his fag guy, was with him, and she was truly insane like she was insane and so we'd be, I'd be talking to the guy like flirting and then the girl would try to interject and be like sometimes I imagine children jumping from buildings and we were like what? <laughs> and then there was like me and the guy were like uh and then I was drinking my drink and then she would just take it from me and then it'd be like like, and I'd be like that's mine and it became this weird like passive aggressive game of her taking my drink and I'm like give it to me and then she just kept on giving like chilling anecdotes about like suicide and like murder and me and the guy were, I was like I gotta go I mean that's sort of British people like sort of summed up right like they're kind of dark they're very dark uh, and I like the I like the darkness because it's like they find I, I some woman humor was, like, in it well, she seemed maybe not she was a little unstoppable, unstoppable. not like a she lol she was a little unstoppable she was not a loller she was a all. she really killed the mood and this guy was so cute and um but do you i think british guys are hot because they like british people fully do look inbred because they kind of are mm-hmm. it's like a fact but some of them the inbred goes really well it, like works well it's like a giver it's when like the inbred like, works for you yeah yeah tutorial mm-hmm. <laughs> but like how to make inbreeding, to make work, inbreeding for work for you <laughs> yeah. your family <laughs> to make, how to make how to turn it from an ew to an ooh. <laughs> it's like they they look there's like a fucked up look to them. Like their yeah. eyes are a little bit too close together. Their noses are too big. They have like teeth that look like they're fighting each other, but mm-hmm. like it works. Like I, I love a British guy. Yeah. I was just stunned by how drunk everyone got there. Oh my God. And real. Early. Full, fully real. Early. Like I'd be, it would be like 9 p.m. and people would be like vomiting on the streets in Soho. Wow. And I'd be like, excuse yeah. me? Well, I'd that's like kind of why I felt at home there because I moved there and I, I, <laughs> I do have a little bit of an alcohol problem. Like maybe I'm getting a little bit better now that I live I, yeah, in I feel LA. Like you, I feel like you do not because I feel like we'll go out. I'll definitely drink more than you. I've been trying to get it you, under control. You're good. Yeah. You, you rain. Yeah. yeah. L, well, you don't drive. I was going to say in L.A. there's like a driving, but that doesn't even... No, it's just like a, you get more. Well, con- also, you either get more conscious drink. of it. Yeah, I feel like that probably. Plays it's hard out. to be blacked out in front of someone who's sober. Yeah, yeah, that's not fun. No, Jonathan and I both. I think our drinking, like, in, it's definitely, you're in sync it, with it each feels other. Each, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it helps or hurts. Or it's whatever. also just not fun. Like, I've dated guys that it's like we go out and I'm not drinking that night, but then they get lit and then I'm just like annoyed. Get so yeah. unattractive. I'm like, when, get well, away also, from Jonathan me. and I are both not messy drunks, and I think that when you're not a messy drunk, it's actually easier to just get drunk because it's like you don't do anything embarrassing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
But I also yeah. think that's like insidious because you're still like, okay, we like got really drunk last night. Like we shouldn't have done that. But like because we're both not sloppy people, it's sort of like okay. You yeah. know what I mean? I but think it's like, that. <sighs> What? Like you don't black out ever? Never. Oh, That's I black. Crazy. I never black the fuck out. out. But blacking out is more common amongst females. I know. On my birthday, it was like we I went out Phoenix. with some friends in New York and my boyfriend was there and he had never seen me blacked out and I blacked out and like had to be like carried and put into a cab and then like carried out of a cab and was like drooling <laughs> and then he like fully cried because he told me that he felt abandoned. Uh- no <laughs> no but i think i it was like i was being horrible like you can't just be like come beat my friends you haven't been dating for that That's long sensitive. i'm just gonna fully black out you're yeah. gonna have to carry me i'm gonna like spit on you he's sensitive too he's a central also it's, it's like i feel like you're like me in the sense that i'm just like live laugh love tee after something like that and i don't really take into account like the other person fully like not. how they're experiencing fully it fully <laughs> yeah and i'm and so then it's like a wake-up call when they're like this was like made me feel weird but that's what i like about yeah. you girls you just do your own thing <laughs> i honestly <laughs> like, I, like that's why i'm attracted like, tunnel like, vision yeah i kind of love that i kind of love girls who just like don't give a fuck <laughs> you're gonna do whatever i want Woo! i like I know, that but then you don't remember that know, other people experience yeah. you i know you're right I you don't know. remember that other people and yeah. the story yeah I think, and like <laughs> especially when it's in you're in like a relationship and like love is on the table is when you kind of have to be no, know, more to aware yeah. yeah because if some if you're dating someone that like didn't care about you acting like that or whatever that wouldn't necessarily be great either like i don't think you would want yeah. a guy that's just like encouraging you and like i don't know yeah like if i i have in the past dated and i'm like on the cusp right i don't think i have a problem but i do think that like i have a complicated relation i can't i can't say no to things so if i was dating someone who like loved going out and taking ecstasy for example like i would like totally use that enabler like i love an enabler like Mm -hmm. i would be out all the time Mm -hmm. so i think that i have to to be conscious come to me (laughs) come to my window (laughs) even like someone who smokes cigarettes like i don't even like smoking cigarettes but i'll just be like sure yeah Yeah, yeah. (laughs) fine you know what i mean oh yeah if there's like a smoker and it's happening i'm like i'll have one yeah it's like a tourism i feel like i just enable you to spend a thousand dollars at dinner i'm like hey carly let's go to this insane seriously he loves like uh like like going to restaurants where they get experimental like i feel like you always choose restaurants where like like vegetables are carved into a swirl and something comes out on fire yeah yeah totally oh yeah and then you end up just like blacking out and like like taking a lot of money to delete it from your account ryan's a foodie i'm a foodie he's a foodie foodie. yeah Yeah, also known known as a foodie that's so embarrassing it is but it's fine (laughs) own it but will you go to like a diner no. You won't. No, no. he's a snob. No. I'm a snob and a half. Oh my God, like, I love diners. Like the other night, actually, this worked in my favor. Like we went to Michael's in Santa Monica, which is like this iconic place. But like Nancy Silverton like went there, but like well, that's how she got her ropes. And we go there. The cocktails are seriously insane. I had <laughs> I had a strong... <laughs> look. So there was, um, there was strawberry infused Aperol. It was in tequila. And it was honestly, babe, next level amazing. So I'm like living, laughing, and loving and, and having a delicious dinner with my friends. And then we go to a place that like only has a bar of like 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 you know well cocktails, and I just like don't drink because I'm just like no. you like went into survival mode. Yeah, I like, just but I just don't like I like then it saved me because when we went to Whack Bar, I only had one tequila soda because I'm like I don't fuck with that stuff. It's just gross. You can't just drink like a whiskey on the rocks. No, 
it's just not it's just not for me it's like too gross it's like i'm not i'm not what? i'm not just like doing it to get drunk i want to have like i want a yum 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 experience i love your like folk snob journey like that's like i've never heard like i will only drink expensive cocktails with well, like or infused- wine or oh, wine okay, okay. yeah yeah totally or wine you know me i like my wine but like if you go to akbar like the honey it's like bare bones there it's literally like mm, we got this we got this and we have a prayer like here you go because um, is, is akbar like sort of like what a stereotype gay bar where it's just like people fucking in the it's bathroom? like no 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 it's but it's like metropolitan in Berlin. Right. It's exactly okay. like Metropolitan. I love that I'm like, so gay people. Yeah. <laughs> what is it like for them? Oh. How do you like being in LA? Um, I do like it. I feel a little bit like it forces you to be an adult. Uh-huh. Like, I, this is going to sound so stupid. Like it does? <laughs> <laughs> this is going to sound so stupid, but I had this weird moment of full like realization in my age the other day where I was at Trader Joe's. And I was How like, old are you? 32. Okay, yeah. And I was like, I guess I need to buy like an industrial size thing of like toilet paper and like kitchen towel. You know what I mean? And then you never done that before. And then you like go home and you like put it in a in a closet. And then you're like, (laughs) now I have kitchen towel. Had you never done this before? No, because I lived in New York and you just like walk, you roll out of your apartment get and get one piece toilet by piece. roll at I know, a time. But it's so inconvenient. I remember that. I was always running out of things in New York because I literally was like, I just go to the bodega and get like one toilet roll at the time. Yeah. Does not and then work. I bought like a ton at once and then I actually like felt like crying because I felt like I something had been lost in my life. Like I felt like my youth was over. Because you like, bought I was like, bulk. should I just join like you a Sam's bulk. Club? Honey, like I'm going to yeah. kill myself. Are you going to have a, wait, I'm going to take you to Costco where you're gonna have a you full nose breakdown. You could have a Costco <laughs> membership, and then you can just get tons of sparkling water. Like that's like the only reason I would really want a Costco membership. Why does your mind go there? It just goes to like a place of Pellegrino. <laughs> yeah. But I don't like. I mean, there's something <laughs> I like, like about a like a haphazard. You know what I think I like? I I think I like spontaneity mm-hmm. and yes. huge rolls of toilet paper. Like is the opposite of spontaneity. Yeah, there's no room in your memoir for that. It's always depressing to get them to. Nothing good like, happened from buying in bulk. Your life didn't happen with <laughs> Like carrying... Life doesn't happen when you black and, bu- black and buy in bulk. Carrying like a 24-pack of toilet paper out of a store is there's something very... You're just like, okay, it's this so is basic. what yeah. and then, like, You're like, I'm going to use all of that. Putting it into an Uber as well. Like, yeah. I, I Uber oh, no. to help you. Running errands in an Uber is the worst. I know. It's so mm-hmm. it's like, can you just wait, wait, pick up me clean? Can you do this? It's so bad. I know. So it just makes I, so living here does make me feel adult in a lot of ways where everything feels planned. Yes. Um. But I guess that that's what growing up is about. I don't even know. I, like, I, I drink trust less. That always find something to feel spontaneous. There, I think I'm really scared of being feeling rooted in anything, which is like why I've never like I've never had a, a full nine to five job ever. Mm-hmm. Um. I've never like I can't imagine myself buying a house. Like I've always mm-hmm. like moved around like mm-hmm. i there's like something to me that, about anchoring i've even like in relationships like i've like ve- very rarely been in monogamous relationships like anchoring to me feels scary yeah because it for it like if there's a boundary if there's like a restriction i'm immediately just like teenage angst rebellion you want to break out i want to explode it i want yeah. i think you just have a deep fear of being basic true or like or regressing back into basicness because i come yeah. from basic roots we all do mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Well, I don't know if I was ever basic to me. You never. You can't be disabled <laughs> and, think, gay yeah. and basic. I don't you think a gay can... disabled guy can be. If they are, I, tell me. I'll meet them and I'll revoke their no, card. You... I'll be like, you bring shame. <laughs> you bring shame to the community. You're not basic. No. You've been the same way the literally same. forever. If you if you see videos like... of me as a child, it's just me. It's the same person. It's like literally the same. I'm like, lol, five He's years old. He's a loller and then just like <laughs> deeply emo. Yeah. Well, I think but like... not like so deep that it gets like actually scary town. It's just like, it's just like having his deep emotions and yeah. like feeling them out. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's some, do you think that certain qualities prevent you from ever being ba- like my friend recently was really scared that she was basic. And then she came to, and she was like freaked out about it. She was like, should I get a hobby? And then she realized that she was like, well, actually I'm from one of the Muslim travel ban countries. So like, I feel like I actually can't be basic. No. Yeah. Officially not basic. I feel like there's yeah. like bo- like there's certain qualities you have where it's like can't be basic. But I actually think gay people can be basic. Oh, oh yeah, uh, yeah. They didn't used to be able to be. Yeah, gay sick. They're like oh, gay basics. They. I mean, hello. They're around, honey. They're more. They're I think more the ner- norm 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 than not. I think and they're in West Hollywood. A lot of them. Yeah. I don't know, but people are. West just... Hollywood it flourishes with oh, the basic it's a basic, energy. It's a basic yeah. feeding <laughs> feeding ground. What <laughs> flourishes with a basic energy is a great <laughs> slogan. I just love it. Wait, it's the okay. West Hollywood slogan. Okay, so to I'm glad it, the food story is over. To put it in context, though, this podcast, Carly, I think you're a good guest for Babe because I think you're really good at turning babes into babes. Yeah, I think like uh-huh. I think your brain just goes through a brain filter, like a babe filter, where like. A babe experience will happen, and it's immediately it's like babe. I don't understand anything that you. Just okay, said. so the way that this podcast works, <laughs> and we'll explain this to you two hours into the interview, because uh, we're very game. we're very organized like that. No. <laughs> Our producer's like, kill me. Um, <laughs> she's like, I want to go home. It's like dark. It's like the next day. Like we're like feeding her. I had a water. moment. I was like, this podcast could be like three or four hours. And I love that. <laughs> Sammy like literally commits suicide. Okay, so. Um, but basically, like, the way it works is, like, when you're not doing well and, like, you're acting crazy, like, it's a babe concerned. And then if right. you've fully yeah. gone off the rails, you're a babe. Which but, is just a babe period. So yeah, it's like, babe there's period. no I've heard you talk about babe periods in the pocket. Yeah. Like, when did you babe? Yeah. And then, I know about that. And then, like, when you are recover. really... Yeah. When you recover, you're just, like, really killing it. And you're, you're a babe. babe. But you can also point. take any sort of babe question mark and then turn it into a babe exclamation point, which I, which I think do. is what you yeah. do in I mean, my life. Yes, yeah. I think you oh, have. I mean, I mean, literally, you went from like <laughs> congratulations. Literally, yeah. you've like you like lived in a squat on a platform. You were like lol about it. You like dumpster dived, and you were like lol. And right. I just feel like you're good at like taking uncomfortable situations and just like finding like the funny, great things about it. I think if you can find humor in things that that's the, 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 the whole point, but also like as a writer being tragic sometimes is like, you can like transform tragicness into like you need a babe it. through yeah. blogging. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like a blob okay. is like a transformation. <laughs> that's a babe. It's yeah. like a transformation because like, I mean, I've just, I just finished just reading this book, the Sarah book by Scott McClanahan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like the most babe because it's like a book about being an alcoholic and getting a divorce. But like mm-hmm. you can write like a funny book about being an alcoholic and getting a divorce. Like you've transformed it. Yeah, so like, of course. You've art, taken the power back. Did we actually just figure something out? Art transforms 
babes into babes. It, it sure does. does. Yeah, you, re- you reclaim the babe. Yeah. That is actually, we just defined art. We yeah, did. I think so too. I think, and I think that's something everyone can hear. hear. CC art forum. I think, yeah. <laughs> so we gross. cracked it. It's like the opposite of victim. Yeah. yeah of course. Like, yeah, exactly. And yeah. which we've talked about. But you do that too. Like, yeah. when you write about, like, your, when I, when I've read your writing in the past, you talk about negative experiences or experiences of insecurity yeah. around your sexuality or whatever, your disability. And like, they're so funny. So like you reclaim those experiences by yeah. rebranding them. What a, yeah. <laughs> honey, it's always a rebrand. It's oh, a rebrand. It's always a re- rebrand. It's a bounce back. Yeah. It's a bounce it's back. A it's a constant state back. of bouncing back. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, let's, let's read some let's reader, do reader mail. mails. Yeah. yeah. We have reader mail glamorous okay we have really good reader mails. we do yeah we have okay. amazing ones okay, okay. <laughs> our fans are crazy <laughs> hashtag fans they are okay okay our first one is from lauren okay hey lauren ryan new yet avid reader here totally binge listened and caught up over the past two weeks love the show Sweet. anyway i feel like i have a juicy and what i would categorize as a babe side eye combo to open up In response to something about a lesbian joke in the Parsons episode, Lara mentions her license to proceed, having had her own lesbian journey. Given that I was the object of that journey, I feel like this is Uh, my invitation. Oh, this is Lauren. This is Lauren. The only only woman who's ever wanted to have sex with me, I think, by the way, who was a lesbian. Sex with you? Not sex with me, but she was attracted to me. Did you have a lesbian? (laughs) Do you have a lesbian body? Wait. No. Let's finish this. Wait, didn't Lauren always have a crush on me? <laughs> You're like, did I misinterpret that? Wait, I have actual, I'm chilled to the bone by what you've just said. Sammy, cut, cut, <laughs> cut. Jane, cut. Wait. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. I, no, you don't even do this to me right now. You know Lauren that Lauren. Have se- no, not sex with me. That is not true. I'm sorry. I misspoke. What I meant to say is I feel like Lauren always was like complimenting me on my looks. And well, yeah, thought, you're an attractive guy. But she did it in a way that no girl ever has. And I thought it was truly... Like she was like, grabbing your the, dick. No, the only... <laughs> I love that the only person that was like, you're hot, was a lesbian. I'm just sorry. Like, truly, like, made me lol. Okay. I love, like... I love that turnaround. No, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll, we'll move let's, on. We'll let's move on. on. Okay. <laughs> she goes, that's right, folks. I lesbian journeyed with your hero. So, every good lesbian knows that it's a total babe period in our world to get mixed up in a straight girl's experiment journey. However, is it a babe or is it more of a congratulatory babe in the reverse? Also, this may not have been a babe at all because everyone parted just fine and we did have one of those feelings air clearing conversations recommended by Lara and Jim in the aforementioned episode. Um, you guys were together for like 12 days. Anyhow, (laughs) she goes, it all started at a pool party. (laughs) A lot of ups and downs. It all started at a pool party I wasn't even going to go to. Then I was going to go, but I would leave early. Then I went and stayed way longer, but wasn't going to get in the pool. Then I was in the pool and wasn't going to party. Cut to me in a pool floaty, blitzed on who knows what, puffing on cigarette number 200 when Lara popped up through a donut floaty directly face-to-face with me, (laughs) all cover of Wild Things style, and goes, you're really pretty. (gasps) You did? (laughs) Oh, that's a great line. By the way, I was at this pool party. I was, and I missed that whole thing because I went home at like three in the morning and I go, wake up like five hours later to like a knock knock to like with Lara and she gets on my bench and goes so I basically have a girlfriend now. <laughs> and I'm like 
What happened in the five hours I was gone? We definitely became a lesbian in spirit as well. Yes. And I like, okay, so I was swimming at this pool party. I was on some ecstasy and I just kept seeing this like gorgeous girl. And I was like, I have, I, there are certain women that I'm like really attracted to and I can't explain it. It's called, I'm partially a lesbian. But it's also, but it's also, uh, but it's also like Lauren's just like, but you also, Ryan, you like don't want me to be a lesbian. And I'm here to tell you that I'm partially, I'm kind of a lesbian. She's having to come out over and over and over. I do have to come out over and over. Let me be gay. Let Uh, me be bi. Let Let yourself be gay. I am. I'm working on it. Anyways. (laughs) So yeah. So I started hitting on Lauren and I was like, you're really pretty. Like, tell me more about yourself. And we just like got into a conversation and this other guy had been like trying to like come on to her all night. And I was like, she was like telling me her life story and we're like swimming around. And at one point she's like, well, I think I'm going to go. And then I was like, don't go stay. And then we like <laughs> talked some more. So then I was like, we knew that it was like special. And this guy who was trying to hit on her went to like, go grab another beer. And I just like followed him into the pool house. And I was like, you really like Lauren, don't you? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, you think you're going to go home with her tonight? Huh? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, think again. Then, like, I love all of like this like very generic dialogue that happens between you and people at this party. Oh no! Yeah. Oh, no. Again, yeah, it's, it's like, like a thriller. Like you're reading a line, oh, yeah. Yeah. line reading, line. So we talked and made out for like an hour in the pool in front of everyone at the pool party, and then like drove her home and like made out, and then she was like, "Let's go on a date tomorrow," and then we dated for like three weeks. Yeah, but by wow. the way, three weeks it was wild. It like, was like, like hardcore. Like the was... next day on the date, she like picked me up in a. SUV. Oh my and god! Like, took me out on a she date. Wasn't it was the day after Pride. She was a power lesbian. Yeah, it she was the was. day after Pride, and like the streets were like had been cleared for the parade. And, and Laura was, like, was just like, "I'm a lesbian." And I was like, friend. "Oh my god!" And we were walking down the street, like holding <laughs> hands. And I was like, "This is what it's like to be a lesbian uh, now." Uh, and like, <laughs> but I also was like nervous because I'd never had any. I never had sex with a woman, and it was like a lot of new emotions that I had never experienced before. And it like, was, and it was like also like what are we yeah it was like yeah and she was like really wanting to to date and ready to commit and (laughs) i was kind of like i need more yeah i was like i need more time to like figure (laughs) out what this means so then both of us kind of came to the point where it was like i don't think i was well i wasn't ready and she was very ready and so then we parted ways and we're like friends and still are very good friends not very i mean we're still friends wait you're talking about her she's listening though she's listening yeah that she wrote the email she wrote the email but i just suddenly was like you're getting so real so okay whatever she knows <laughs> anyway back to the story we talked we we g-chatted about it and i was like oh, you okay, can okay. write that she was like i thought G- about writing an email to troll and i was like troll away i'm over here for a okay. troll i okay. want attention from do, women do you ultimately think <laughs> <laughs> that's really what it is laura's like not no i am like, i want to i have women. sexually i have sexual attraction to women isn't that what being a lesbian is i'm sorry no yeah well i, I think in this case would be Actually, bisexual but... i don't think you're fully a lesbian no i'm not fully a lesbian no bisexual. you're definitely not a f- yeah, was okay. the sex good the sex was good yeah we both like came i like i like going down on women like i was like really good at it yeah it's fun it also is fun to just be like there is something that about women where like the public the open pda really mm-hmm. fast it like activates your like inner like feminine 
sort of cliche where you're yeah. like, I like it that someone's trying to hold my hand after mm-hmm. we've like been, we've known each other for 10 minutes. You yeah. know what I mean? Like there's something really affirming about that and sweet and you can kind of get lost in it. Mm-hmm. But I did the same thing when I started dating a woman too, where like with the pride moment where like fully like 48 <laughs> hours into my lesbian journey, it, it, I was like, flag bikini. like Googling like, the gay rights movement explained in five minutes on YouTube where you're like, I actually really care about I know gay what my rights. ancestors went through. <laughs> yes, you're exactly. like, what did my lesbian sisters go through? I want to honor them. I want to cherish them. I was like, Stonewall. Uh, yes. <laughs> I'm with you, my sisters. Yeah, it was pretty embarrassing, actually, in high school. Yeah, but I was like, so this is what it means to be a lesbian. Yeah, and like really having deep moments. And then we broke up and I have not had a, any sort of lesbian or bisexual activities so much since then. But I'm now coming back around to being like way more open to that and finding that that is something that I really, that's like an element that I do want in my life. <laughs> so, Ryan, you are so rude. Actually, I'm getting upset now. <laughs> okay. I honor you. I honor you. Don't you don't honor me. I you don't cherish this experience. I do. I do. You shit on I it. Do. What about my it's lesbian journey? What about my bisexuality is so funny to you? <laughs> <laughs> You don't understand my struggle because actually bisexual people, I feel like you're very representative, Ryan, of like the gay community because bisexual people often do not accept members no, of no. the bisexual community. No, no. Yeah. So what's up with that? Let's no, break down We are homeless. We yeah. are not accepted in the straight community. We're not accepted in the gay community. Justice we feel for very bi. Lost. Oh, honey. Justice for bisexual butterflies. Trust me. These bi- oh you do God. laugh at it and poo-poo it. And I'm here to say <laughs> I'm bi and no, I'm no, proud. We are oppressed. No, no. We're fucking no, la- Actually, no. I don't laugh at bisexuality. I totally... I think you are totally bisexual. You were with a woman for two years. Why does her being with a woman for two years make her more of a bisexual than me? (laughs) Three years. Also... You quantify you know, this a lesbian for three weeks in lesbian years. That's like yeah, that's true. Longer than any yeah, relationship you we ever were had. married. You're right. Let's move on to the next question. I'd like you to examine your <laughs> bias and privilege. Your gay privilege. And bias. Don't bring up bi again, please. I'm triggered. And prejudice <laughs> against All bisexuals. Bi. All right. Justice for bi's. All right. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye bye. Bye bye. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, someone else. I'm irritated. We're gonna fight. <laughs> I'm irritated. <laughs> I'm agitated. <sighs> someone writes, "Hi, Lauren Ryan. I'm completely obsessed with your podcast. My best friend and I, who is an angelic gay man in love with Ryan, immediately text mm-hmm. each other the minute it comes out Where every week, what? and we listen at the same time so we can later discuss. <laughs> that might be a babe in and of itself. You tell me." Anyways, this brings me to the real reason for my email. I recently moved from New York to Australia for a guy I hadn't really spoken to in months. Mistake! Let me explain. <laughs> Back in July, I quit my job as a film publicist to essentially have a mid-20s crisis and backpack with my friend, friend through Southeast Asia. One night in Cambodia, I met who I still consider to be the love of my life at a hipster hippie at a hippie hostel bar. We had an amazing few days together and made plans to meet up in Bali. Fast forward to a month and we actually did meet up in Bali and had another amazing week in a villa. A villa with a group of friends we'd met traveling. I can't explain to you my level of attraction to this human. In our first conversation, I literally thought to myself, I'm going to marry you. And the sex. Oh, the sex. Fast forward another few months and I saw him again in Melbourne where he'd recently moved. He's originally from Ireland. Things were good, but not amazing, and I sensed some distance from him. I attributed it to his recent move and chose to believe that we were still as into each other as we were on our first two meetings. 
Now the whole time I was traveling, I kept meeting people from Melbourne who had lived there and said it was amazing. Needing a change from my New York, I flew back home, sold all my stuff, and moved back out there knowing very few people. Wait. Having no job prospects God. and a dwindling bank account. And they didn't even have, they weren't even like really together. No. Okay. In the back of my mind, I sort of assumed Great. we would naturally start dating when I returned. Once I got here, I hadn't heard from him, even though I knew he knew I was here. Then one night, I drunkenly texted him a series of nonsensical sentences to which he replied, I have a girlfriend and nothing else. <gasps> I then replied, I'll leave oh. you to that then. Best of luck. Those are two surfer hand emojis in case they don't show up. We haven't spoken since. So now I'm on the other side of the planet, feeling pretty lonely and scared, still jobless, and no real home to go back to. Is this just one big major life babe? Or am I actually really fucking shit up in a way that will never become a babe? Anyways, peace and love and light and all of that. Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely... Oh, she goes, P.S. I said mid-20s crisis, but I'm actually almost 28. This is a woman, right? This is a woman. Um, I mean, I stand by what I first said. Mistake. I mean, (laughs) it's like... I mean, no. I mean, it's fine. She'll be fine. I mean, she'll just have to... I mean, the bottom will reach eventually. But is it ever about... I I genuinely believe, like, moving to a different country, throwing yourself in some ways where you don't feel comfortable, don't know anyone. Is that ever going to be bad? No. No, No, you love that. It's like you made yourself more interesting immediately. That's true. Like, you're interesting. You live in a foreign country. And you took a risk, which is, like, very brave... Yeah. Maybe you took it for the wrong reasons, but you still took it. And now you're in Melbourne, which seems chill. Yeah. Yeah. And like Australia is full of hot guys. We know someone in Melbourne. She can hang out there. Who? (laughs) I don't know. You don't know. (laughs) Who the fuck do you know in Melbourne? (laughs) Well, sorry. Yeah. No, but I do genuinely. We know a lot of people in Melbourne. We know Jane. um, Marla's girlfriend, Jane. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's really funny. Love that. Lesbians. I think I know a prostitute in Melbourne. If you that, if that's interesting. Wait, what? Let's give her I some Melbourne recommendations. Oh, we'll it's write great. back to your email with we a knew, few Melbourne recommendations. We know lesbian and a prostitute. It can make so your life a little going bit all easier. Up from here. Yeah, you're yeah. Doing so then well. you'll have like a like a crew of like interesting, uh, yeah. funky friends. Yeah, yeah. and totally. just lean into it and figure it out. Yeah, you're smart enough to write this email and question, and you're smart enough to be a fan of us. Yeah, so I think that like so you you're gonna be fine (laughs) exactly. (laughs) And it's kind of what we were talking about, where it's like when you're good at turning a babe into a babe. It's Mm -hmm. like when you can like laugh at yourself and be like, "This is totally ridiculous," right? But also, I'm having a really unique, interesting experience rather than it's like not basic. It's like the opposite of being basic. Although I guess like there's could be basic elements to sort of like moving to the other side of the earth for a guy in like like a sort of it's a very felicity moment, but it's also I don't know. Felicity ended up on the Americans and she was fine. Yeah. Yeah, true. So, <laughs> yeah. so it's true. She has a really hot husband, right? Yeah. I think so, yeah. The guy okay. from the Americans. Right. Yeah, oh, she has a hot, hot baby daddy, too. Oh. Really? She's just like a vineyard, Martha's Vineyard. I feel townie. like Carrie Russell would be uh, cool. Yeah. I might yeah. actually hear for her. I think she seems normal. The moment when Felicity cut her hair is still like one of the craziest moments of my childhood. It was traumatic. Yeah. yeah. I well, watched it at my piano teacher's day. house before a piano lesson that episode, and it was just like, I was truly shocked. <laughs> I was really shocked. My, I watched she it with looked, my mom. My mom was like, never cut your hair. Like, uh, don't get ideas. But I literally whoa. thought, I was like, should I cut my hair? <laughs> All I ever needed was like a woman to do a short haircut, like Meg Ryan and shag. And then I was like, no, oh, me and you, I feel like our faces are too long to have short hair. We would look heinous. We need a long hair. We need a long hair. I did the Meg Ryan shag and it oh. didn't. Mm-mm. I know. It was a mistake. Right. Okay. Someone writes, hey, Lauren Lyon. Lion. <laughs> Wait, lion? <laughs> All right, I'll take it. 
Hey, Lara slash Ryan. Given the controversial increase in discussion re sexual activity, I wanted to ask you both what your opinion on the following is i'm gay i've actually been sleeping with a chick recently which is my own babe so i guess i'm a little bi well you better hide from ryan (laughs) noted noted bisexual hater no anti-bi you have been rejected from the gay community no but i prefer dudes for sure i wanted to hear about your opinion on bisexual men oh my god No, I hate interesting. I do. I guess I always thought men were either straight or gay, and if you were bi, you would learn one way or the other, as I do, or you would lean one way or the other, as I do. But I cannot tell you how many mostly straight men I find. They prefer women for sure, but like giving BJ's, etc. Yeah, usually Mm -hmm. won't go full anal. Last summer, I was at a bar in Tribeca with a friend. Her other friend met us with her boyfriend, who I promptly hooked up with in the bathroom. It might sound fun or sexy, but back in 2016, I was at a friend's wedding and hooked up with a straight guy. Was always a attracted to who naturally ignored me completely afterward i was into him and it sucked ryan discusses briefly and i'm special but it's like i keep meeting it's like i keep meeting these guys what are your thoughts am i just a naive babe are all people a little bi also ryan i'm not not totally sure the demographic breakdown of the readers but i don't think your discussion of gay sex is turning people off i think in general people do not like to talk about sex maybe i'm wrong okay well Mm -hmm. I first of all I, I love and support him because he is one of the ten people that read my book. So <laughs> I'm really he's special to me. Yeah. He's special. Yeah. Um yeah, no, fucking straight guys is truly like a drug with a come down. Like when you get Oof. it, it's like a high and then but it always ends up fucking you over. So I, I, I totally empathize with that because I have hooked up with a few straight guys and it's like weird. Yeah, I mean, I a lot of my I, lesbian friends were are endlessly chasing after straight girls, and I but, see it just being as like a repetitive. Ryan, it's like it's like so, enough truly masochistic. Really. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's weird. It's 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 crazy because I've hooked up with a few straight guys, and I feel like they've all been kind of varying degrees on the sexuality scale. Like there was this one guy that I hooked up with who a couple times who in college who truly was not gay, but like truly not like not even, but like liked being wanted. He got Mm, off on being wanted and he also like liked me and looked up to me. So I think he wanted my approval and he wanted a way to connect with me. And this was like the easiest way was to use the sexuality to like get closer to me a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was interesting. And then I've been with the guys that are just like straight up gay, (laughs) but like, but, but then also, I don't know. And closeted. Yeah. Yeah. I think there, I everyone exists on a scale of sexuality that's kind of sliding, mm-hmm. and then they might have lean kind of one way more yeah. than another, but be fluid and open to new experiences. The Kinsey scale. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't necessarily. But I like bisexual people. I, th- I love a bisexual yeah. guy. That's really hot. Uh, I, that's like I, I the truly, fucking dream. That's so hot. I'm truly into it. I've dated a couple guys who are bisexual. Really? Yeah. Who? Um. Well, this one guy. When I f- broke up with my ex-girlfriend, we dated for like a handful of months, and he was truly bisexual, and that he had had a boyfriend. Because like a lot of bisexual guys, I think it's like right. they just hook up everyone. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, but this guy had had a boyfriend for a year or something when he was like living in South America, and then it had like an ex-wife, and but like was twenty-seven. You know uh, what I mean? Love, and I like it because, and I think actually we've talked about this before. 
um, that when a guy has taken a dick, I think he's better at fucking. It's like sort of like, how can you be an expert at fucking if you've mm-hmm. never been penetrated? Sammy's Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Our producer <laughs> agrees. She agrees. <laughs> Sammy's on board. We got a Sammy nod. <laughs> wow. Like, you have to be so... You were the one that told me this. Because yeah. we were talking about pegging. You were like, you have to be so con- um, conscious of like what, how the other person is responding. You have to be mm-hmm. so much more get in tune with their body if you're the penetrator so i think then if you get penetrated then as the penetrator in the future you're like more attuned wise yeah yeah and that was like a really interesting can i plug the pegging column please plug okay well i was anonymous in the column but i'm coming out again because i'm feeling full of pride oh she's growing whenever carly's columns were vogue I talked about pegging under a pseudonym, but I stand by, <laughs> I stand by. Why were you under a pseudonym? Hmm? Why were you under a pseudonym? Because I was just nervous at the uh, time. Well, I also didn't want the guy I pegged to like read it and think I was putting uh, him on blast. But enough, at yeah. this point, it's like. I talked about you to Vogue. <laughs> I think you were still fucking him at the time. Maybe. Yeah, I was yeah. still fucking him. So it was like dicey. But I really think that every woman should have the experience of fucking a man because like, to be in the seat, to be the person penetrating someone was such an interesting and cool experience that mm-hmm. you don't necessarily get to feel as a woman because you're always the one to usually being penetrated. So yeah. to be like the giver of that and to be in that position, just like physically in that position is like, it's so, you it's empowering. You girlfriend, right? No, I never did. I I don't like the idea necessarily, just psychologically, of having a penis. Like mm-hmm. I don't. I've had strap-ons on before, uh, you know. And I, when I was like working more as a dom, like I've had right. guys like suck my strap-on and stuff. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, fun. But like looking down and seeing a dick, even if it's a purple dildo and it's obviously fake, there is something about it psychologically that I think changes. I think that I don't think my body looks hot in with it. Like with I that? think it throws me out of the moment i don't want to be like the penetrator right we had this like glass dildo yeah. that we use that was like a one side kind of gets anchored you hold it in your vagina right. while you fuck and so it's not like i've never worn like a strap on but it was like this glass dildo that you hold inside and then you fuck the person with like the more like wiggly part so there's no strap there's, there's no like no harness. stress it's you like have to hold free. it you have to hold it with your vagina while oh my you god do it, which Eagles. requires yeah like it really activates your pelvic floor and then it also <laughs> and then it also is like giving you sensation while you fuck them so it just becomes like an extension of your pussy rather than like i'm now wearing a strap on i'm gonna fuck you with it was like wow. it was cool that is cool. I would I would like to fuck a guy, I think. You just, would, it, it's fun. I yeah, because I think I want to see them go through that experience. I I've like stuck <laughs> something guys. Yeah, like, you your like, your boyfriend listens and he's like scream. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. When they like it, it's like I like, I would never want to fuck a guy. I wouldn't want to fuck a guy that like okay. doesn't want me to fuck him. Right. You know, no, I'm not going like, to rape not someone. <laughs> And like the thing about me is that I would never want to like actually rape. Yeah, a man. I'm different than a guy because <laughs> I don't want to. I'm rape. not like other girls. I'm not I don't like other girls. Rape. I don't want to rape. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but like when to fuck a guy and then to see him like really enjoying getting fucked by Ooh. you is like exciting. 
Total, totally. And I, then to like pound his ass and just like fun. You're pounding? It went, you, you don't just go right into a pound, but then sometimes you like. Your hot tea levels were off the chart. I'm like, I'm feeling masked today. You're like, yes. I'm like, lay down, little bitch. No. <laughs> Did you say something like, I'm going to come in your ass, I'm going to come in your ass? No, but I wish I had. Yeah. I was just like, do you like that? Yeah. Do you like my girl? <laughs> I love and then you go script. like harder. Oh. Yeah, it's like so generic. <laughs> okay, what else? No, yeah, but you need that. That's uh, um, okay. This is my new goal in life. Yeah, yeah. We all need to. Sign I to, highly, highly to recommend. And men, more men need to be open to. It. I feel like guys really think that oh, if I get something in my ass, like I'm it's gay. So God is yes. gay. God is gay if he exists or whatever, because yeah. he put Goddess. the male G spot inside their asshole, a place that they're so scared of. That's <gasps> Wait, a, I never well, thought about that. Yeah. It's insane. It's like the deepest troll for oh. straight men being <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going to put a pleasure center in a place where literally you won't go because of like society XOXO. Like, <laughs> good luck with your project. But I'm also, it's like crazy. <laughs> and I'm like, literally like you're sleeping on your asshole. Every straight guy, I'm like, you're sleeping on your asshole. Yeah. Don't sleep on it. Don't sleep on that asshole. Wow. It's like, that is your G spot, honey. That is your G spot. And it's crazy to think that like there are men that don't, would ever never ever even be open prostate. to one moment. You don't of like, get it. It yeah. feels so fucking good. Where do you like, get it? How do you wild. get it to it? Like, what do you mean? I think you just have to be like, <sighs> get a prostate massager. Well, I've never like this person that I was fucking was like already deep into like his own anal journey, <laughs> yeah, so it didn't take much. Journey. Yeah, he had like an enema built like, in. He and part of what made the yeah he did. What part of what made the like experience so good is because he was like fastidiously. Uh, clean in his asshole so he like it was like you could eat right. a steak off of it that's if you what i meant to, to say i don't know what i just said but i meant to say he like had an like he would en- give himself an enema like he was prepared oh he would he go prepped. get a colonic before shut him. up no <laughs> why is that well, gross random. just kidding i just felt like saying yeah <laughs> well colonics are kind of gross when you think about it no I've, I've done them really i've never mm. done it i've never but i, mean, I would it's love like not the one yeah, yeah. But so that made the whole that made the experience even more memorable. But like I've never tried. There's no yeah, it wasn't gross. But yeah, you can I can deal with a little bit of grossness. Probably I can deal with like maybe a little bit of hair, but I don't. Men want, are more like, understanding because we both have assholes. Like, yeah, like, they, like yeah. we both like it's like kind of like okay, I think you just yeah. have to be like you have to start with a lot of lube and just be like I'm gonna finger you and then it. Do you and, use gloves? Gloves? No, I didn't use gloves with him. No, don't use gloves. I fist. Okay. I fisted. His Shut ass? up! Yeah, your fist. Shut up! Shut I did up. not love it. it was that's what does where it my feel line. like? I, what is it? That was where it my opens line. up in there. Oh yeah, it does. It's, you go in with like your hand. I thought like when you fisted, you're just like, oh, you, like, you actually uh, just punch just as hard yeah, as you yeah, can yeah. Up their ass. No, yeah, you just like get it in there, but you have to like slowly it's not I'm like vomit. as fisty as it you would think that it is you kind of just squeeze and i got probably to like here like your knuckles like my Ew! Knuckles like right before my, and my i was just like this sister. feels too i shouldn't shame my loose asshole no sister. this feels like exactly. it just felt like it was there was it was like i knew too much you know yeah. what i mean yeah of course you know too much you know more like, than he knows i felt like i got exposed you know more than he I, does. it was just like okay he doesn't know what's going like, yeah. on just i was like well i love that i did that once but like not for me no i don't think i would i it's people i wish i was more open to being up and cl- close and personal with people's butts but mm-hmm. i'm i'm not but i feel like that's my own problem because i think i would i like it when people get up close and personal with mine yeah, you know? yeah totally it's quid pro quo yeah it was fun to do it was like 
it was a fun mutual experience with just not but i do have one question actually like so if you're trying to find a guy's prostate like where is it it's like it's not hard to find it's really not hard but if they're lying face up do you go like do you push up or do you push down you push up so it's like behind their balls yeah it's like the g-spot i'm a sex expert sex (laughs) fair you should write a call about finding your boyfriend's prostate he would love that also yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the dream is to convince uh, let me talk to him we'll, we'll have lunch uh, like, Zach, let me the dream is to convince a man that it's like you're just gonna have like anal play as part of the bedroom thing and have him like release his inhibitions about it and then it's just like open you can be like sometimes in his ass not all the time but it's right. just like and not having any like stigma about it and just yeah. be like every once in a while like you like add something to the menu it becomes like a state like it's on the menu all the time but you don't always order it no, yeah need to be switched up it's I like mean, a special occasion where it's like mm-hmm. you're both feeling like kind of like a specific type of horny and you're like i want to fuck you tonight and he's like yeah, yeah. and then you do that i love okay. it um what I else we it. have okay let's do one more okay <laughs> Okay, the subject of this. I tuck her out towards the end. I'm like, come on, He's let's done. wrap it up. Yeah, Ryan's done. Super babe and anonymous as fuck. Okay, I just finished a to the brim glass of KJ Vintner's reserved and two vodka sodas, and I want to report to you, Lara and Ryan, the biggest babe moment of my life. I've never told anyone. People, by the way, always write us when they're drunk. Yeah, of course, which I love. I've That's never told like... anyone this story. I feel like a traveling businessman. You guys are a high end prostitute that I just need to talk to. Oh, I was like, I, honestly, that, I, I'm a high end yeah. prostitute. I always wanted <laughs> what classist where it's like you're not one of like the cheap prostitutes yeah, like yeah, a street totally. cooker yeah, yeah. yeah. You're like uh, a middle class uh, adjacent I was like 19 years old I was going to bed weeknight whatevs this dude that I'd had a moment with was traveling with his band and called me it's they like were passing my it's a girl okay. I think they were yeah it is they were passing my city on the way to their next gig and about four hours from where I was I told him to have them drop him off in the parking lot and I'd pick him up because I was gonna fuck his dick off and then drive him to the gig the next day fuck his dick off I've never heard that's that that's really not a hot come I on I was no. in a very... like, I like my dick on <laughs> you fucked a guy's dick off I did actually. You actually right did up. fuck a dick off. Yeah. Wow. yeah, and it was traumatic. You're like, honey, let me tell Don't you. Don't recommend it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was in a very live, laugh, love time in my life. He did, we did, the end. He's not even an important part of the story. The next morning, <laughs> I was planning to call in sick to work and drive this are. with this dude. Unfortunately, I struggle with a cold call in, and when my girlfriend slash director's assistant answered, I said, Oh, we she said, Oh, we really need you. I was like, Oh, for sure. I still thought I could get out of it. So uh, I went in with the intention of seeming too sick to work. She asked me what was going on. And I swear I was just trying to come up with something to get me sent home. So I said, I'm pregnant and started crying. (laughs) She immediately had me sit down with the director and tell her about my difficult situation. And then I had to work the rest of the day. Uh, Uh, You guys, I full on committed and faked this fucking pregnancy to them and my ex who the baby would have belonged to. Why include him? Who knows? Anyways. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. She included the ex in her life? That is going. Oh, des- you're no. desperate to be fucked if this is. Wait. 
Anyways, no. the director took me to a super Christian place. One of those places that's like, you have choices. Then they give you the pregnancy test and tell you abortion is murder. They gave me the pregnancy test, which came back negative. Duh. I told the director that it was negative and they said it could mean that I miscarried because the hormones weren't multiplying anymore. Is this science or just babe? They did not tell me that. I faked oh a miscarriage goodness. a week later and didn't go into work. <laughs> Wait, was this no. a new faking an orgasm? Wait, oh my god! It was That's so heavily deep. fabricated that I almost told my mom. But the conversation went like this: "Mom, we need to talk." She goes, "Is it serious?" Then I don't want to know. Okay, <laughs> never mind. That's my mom. I literally <laughs> serious because don't tell me. Anyways, my neighbor. <laughs> it's been like 15 years and I feel like less of a babe, but unfortunately that ex and all those peeps still think that I had a miscarriage, <laughs> all because I was trying to get out of work to drive a one night stand to a gig with his shit band. Also, did he ever get to his show? Yes. I called another dude who I was sleeping with to drive him. Babe, oh. wait, <laughs> guys, that's kind of hilarious. This this is hilarious. I mean, I feel like it's that's just like, a, like a proof of like women are crazy. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, we're like you fake abortions, you fake rape. It's like it's real. Yeah, <laughs> you faked your pregnancy, <laughs> yeah. then you fake. You went to a place, got a pregnancy test that you knew would be negative. But but, but my main thing is like, why didn't you just like abandon this lie quickly? Like, why weren't you just like? Oh, I'm pregnant. And then the next day be like, oh, JK, false alarm. Like, what? Right. why did she keep the lie going? I don't understand that. Yeah, like, and why they, didn't she when just they said get it came back it? negative, you were like, oh, I must have gotten a false positive. Yes, exactly. I don't understand why it got so deep. I don't it understand. It got really it. deep. And but it didn't have to. I think some liars, it just has are to bad. go deep. Yeah. Well, I think some liars are just bad. I can't Not think, being yeah. good at the cold call in, it's like, honey, come on. Come All on. you have to do is call I know. in. You if you can't fake a cold, you can't fake a pregnancy. You just <laughs> plug, your, you just I mean, plug your nose and then you call in and you go, I'm so sick today. I'm so sorry, but like I want to come into work, and then that's it. Pretty good, yeah. And then, or you just tell them you have diarrhea. We had a funny. You get j- always a one that's shot. True. We had a funny joke in one grades. So it was Karen called in. She goes, "I'm sick." I like 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 she had a yeah. call. She goes, "I broke my ankle." <laughs> 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 Literally That's any funny. excuse is fine. <laughs> that is, I, I broke my ankle. <laughs> but get better at the cold calling. But I love yeah, that yeah. people just like email you to tell you that. It's like why don't why are they telling you that story? We'll never know. <laughs> I don't know because we made it a safe space. Oh, we did. Just, oh, this is safe space. No, you don't understand. Okay. The stories we get are truly insane. And the stories we've we gotten, tell are insane. Like, well, I just yeah, said I yeah, got abducted we've gotten, by a Lyft driver. No, so but it's we've like, gotten. That's like, but that's not your fault. Like, you didn't. You know what I mean? Whatever. But I just like that, like, people... I mean... People are... Because I do, like, an Ask Slut Ever column, I feel like I get the same thing where people are like, I can't tell anyone this, and then it's just, like, the scariest story, and I'm like, oh, people, like, don't have friends, they don't have a therapist, they don't have anyone, so they just, like, like email strangers right. from the internet, like, That's their deepest, crazy. darkest secrets. Yeah, because they don't have that outlet, you're right. Yeah. And all, get an all my friends are like, anyways, my uh, fucking... Uh, pro- uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, literally the first appetizer. It's like, well, let me tell you a thing or two. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, wait, how are we on time? I mean, it's long. Oh so my we god! Gotta go. Right, we gotta go. We have to go. Yeah, I'm we sorry. Can edit some of it I, out. I told Sammy I was like, we're not gonna go long this time. Too late. Yeah, yeah. Oh well. Okay. It's good. Um, thank all right. you for being our guest. Yeah, thank you. I, I'm so honored. I feel like I they're really good um, company. Good. Your last guest was 
was very great. So. Yeah, no, it's it's been good. No, it's good. good. And buy Carly's book. It's called Slut Ever. And watch it's her major. show. Watch her show. Sand. Also called Slut Ever. Exactly. Lots of Slut Evers. And honestly, read her book if you're feeling TBD about your sexual journey or you're not feeling empowered or you feel a little gross about yes. sex. Yeah. Because you will read her book and be like, oh, wait, I can do literally whatever I want. I'm a fucking boss bitch. True. If you're an aspiring slut, read the book. I think yeah. that it, that's mm-hmm. really... I think honestly, it, like the people, are, yeah. Mm-hmm. And don't get too hung up on your weird sexual past. No, because it's all—it's it's a just waste yeah. of it. time. It's leading to a better future. Uh, exactly, waste of time. All right, uh, and write us emails, babepodcast at gmail dot com. Oh, write us reviews because they've stopped. Oh, Ryan needs more reviews. Yeah, I need, yeah, the, I need, need, the, I need please, ten reviews. If you have survive. not rated this podcast five stars and written a review, what are you really doing with your life? Yeah, yeah. Don't be a babe. Be Don't a babe. Don't be a babe. Be a babe and All write right. a review so Ryan feels okay. Yeah. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram <laughs> at babepodcast, and that's it. Bye. Bye. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 